Hey guys, we're back. I know, it's been like six months or something like that. It's been a crazy amount of time. It's been like half a year. Yeah, I know, I'm really bad at updating this and uh, uploading new things, but, you know, it is what it is. I never intended this for this to be um, something that I pressured myself with anyway. Um... It's just kind of a, you know, fun project, and if it takes off after a while, it takes off. But for now, it's just the thing I do, you know? Anyway, let's see what what's happened in the last couple months. Um, I uh, finished school, and that turned out to be a fucking failure because I haven't been able to find a job in my career field. Um, surgical technology is apparently very oversaturated. California. Actually, today I got a phone call from some plastic surgery center asking me if I wanted an interview or something, but shit's in LA and I don't want to commute to LA, so that's probably not going to happen. Um, what else? Oh, I started taking Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu pretty seriously. Uh, pretty, pretty seriously. I do it as many times I can a week early in the morning. I go at like 6am. It's craziness. What else? Um, I think those are the only real things of note. Uh, anyway, today I have on one of my coworkers. Um, his name is Andrew Savage. Yeah, his last name is Savage. It's pretty cool. Anyway, we, um, we just, we just sat down and talked about some stuff. Not really, uh, any, any, like, real rhyme or reason to the things we talked about. It was just us dicking around. Uh, we've been trying to hang out for a while, and um, it finally happened once or twice before that. Uh, so, um, yeah, that's that's really it. I, I, I've I've got I've got nothing else. Um, yeah, let's get let's get to it. Oh wait, no, I did. There is something else. So there's this um, app I found out about. It's called. Um, anchor.fm uh i it's like a think like the instagram of podcasting um it's a really interesting app where you can you like record segments in like five minutes and you can like make your own podcast um build it on your phone and you can upload it and you can actually link it to iTunes and stuff like that. And I'm in the process of waiting for them to approve uploads to iTunes for that one. But if you want to follow me there too, I'm going to try and do like five minute shorts, um, five, ten minute shorts, whenever I get a chance. So I'm not like doing episodes of this every six months. Um, that one is called uh, Row Row Rambles or Row Row's Rambles. Row 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 is a. Uh, Nickname I got while I was in the army. Uh, yeah, Roro Rambles. So you can look me up on Anchor and iTunes and Google Play when uh, that goes through. I'm um, just waiting for approval on that. Um, Roro Rambles. And we can uh, go on with that shit. Let's see. Yeah, I've got. Yeah, I'm uh, set up on. So far, I'm on Pocket Cast. I don't know what the hell that is. But um, the app basically uh, submits your shit to all the major podcasting outlets and then lets you 
it like up- updates your shit automatically. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's like um they're eventually they're planning to give you access to your RSS feed so you can actually um like edit the shit yourself. I guess I don't know. Anyway, let's get to it. Uh, please welcome Andrew Savage. Recording officially. Cool. So, this is Andrew. Hello. And or Savage, depending on how you want to uh, address him. I'm going to refer to him as Savage throughout this whole thing because it's a better name. Um, uh, he's a coworker of mine. We both work at Best Buy because we're cooler than you. Um, <laughs> That's right. I am <laughs> customer service. I am the guy that tells you no. No, you cannot get your you money back. You shouldn't have returned this a month after you bought it. <laughs> Um, I swear, if it was only a month, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Um, who are you? What do you do? What do you? What do you? What do you like? What are you into? Um, right now I'm a part-time employee at Best Buy and a student at community college because I don't make enough money. <laughs> but, uh, play, bro. Oh, you know it. But um, I'm going to school to study literature, uh, English literature. I'm not very good at other languages for some reason, but <laughs> no, do you, when you say English literature, do you mean English as in Cheerio or English as in American and English as in what we speak? Okay, just English general. as in the language. Yes. Okay. So not like British literature or American literature specifically. No. Okay. Although I do find I actually enjoy European literature more than I do American, just really? because um, for me it's the kind of things that are being represented in. The, the text themselves. So there, there are different concerns in Europe as to America, especially when American literature started becoming more prevalent. Uh, okay. When I think when I think American, I think like, say like 18th century and up. Because that's when we started, that's, that's when I started reading stuff from that area. Well, I mean, that's and when you, you get actual American. people that you can recognize as Scott Fitzgerald and, and the like. Um, and there's some that I, you know, enjoy, but I, I just find... I like that Shakespearean crap. I, I love the fluff that they put <laughs> on on English literature. There's yeah, just yeah. a little bit of extra, and they're always there's always that layer of like like irony or sarcasm in whatever well, they do. Have you seen that video? So you bring up Shakespeare about uh, of how um, modern day English speakers are actually pronouncing every word wrong, like how there's it's actually mostly supposed to rhyme, and that the modern pronunciation of the words doesn't allow it to, so we're actually pronouncing it wrong. There's a certain flow to Shakespearean plays that we're missing out on because we don't speak it the way that they did. Um, and it's these two guys, I forget the video, but um, they go through it and they speak in the original Elizabethan English that they were speaking at the time. Yeah. And all the words rhyme. but And they all pronounce them all fucking weird. But it's like you're you're speaking a completely different language, dude. <laughs> Holy crap! No, I did I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I know there were differences, but I didn't. No, it's a, it's, it's basically a completely different language. Because the um the English accent that we're accustomed to hearing is actually essentially invented. Yes, I do know about that. Yeah. Um, 
they modernized the dictionary and only the noble people could afford it. And so they started speaking in a very fancy manner because of the way that the words were, you know, formed in there. And then the lower class spoke with like a Cockney accent, which is where um, actually a lot of um, Australian, the Australian accent is based off of. Because um, think about it, lower class is going to be where most of the criminals come yeah, from. I was going to say prison and land. they sent them to prison island. And if you really listen to an Australian accent, you can see how it evolves from a Cockney accent. If you really just kind of hmm. imagine it, you can see how you went from Cockney to Australian eventually. I like it. Yeah, the, um, it's the same thing with um, American English, too, that um, it's not a bastardized version of English. It's actually a sister version to British English because... It evolved on and all on its own, separate from yeah. from those proper fucks. Um, yeah, so it's not it's not like a that we're speaking it wrong. We're speaking like two point essentially. Yeah, it's just a different version of the same language, if you will. We upgraded, and when we upgraded <laughs> the system, there was a bug. We lost all of our rhyming, yeah. and we just didn't and worry we, about and it. And we went straight to ebonics and <laughs> and southern accents. I dig it though. I yeah. do. <laughs> Y'all want a fleet tea? <laughs> I swear. I lived in the South, man. They're weird. It's a very, it's a different culture. They're, they're also really polite too. Yeah. Like Southern hospitality is a real thing. Oh yeah. And they also drink a lot of sweet tea. <laughs> and you've never had sweet tea until you had it in the South. It's basically liquid sugar. Unless I was in Texas for all of, I think a week. I was at a convention for Invader Zim because mm-hmm. I am just that nerdy. Okay. And I almost didn't want to go back. I was like, this is this is amazing. The food was delicious. Mm-hmm. I didn't meet a single person who wasn't just genuine and nice. Uh, the only thing I did, I will say, I cannot stand their driving. That is the only thing I didn't like. What's, is... what's what part of Texas? Austin. Austin. Okay. Oh, you were in the hipster part of Texas. That's a that might might as well be a different in a different state. Austin. It is not like the rest of Texas. Um, gotcha. In Houston, I don't know if they have it in, in Austin. This shows how much I know about Texas. <laughs> uh, they actually have specified U-turn lanes. Like this, in the, if you're in this lane, you're going to make a U-turn. You don't have an option. Like, really? and it threw me off because I'm like. Am I in the right lane? Am I fucking turning left or making a U-turn? Because I need to turn left, and I'm not sure if I'm in the right fucking lane. <laughs> That's kind of awesome, though. Yeah, it, it's really convenient because you don't you don't have to stop. Yeah, you just go in this lane and it just fucking makes a loop, and you're just on the other side of the road. My God, why don't we have that? Those are fucking morons. We have like one road, and we don't take care of our fucking roads. <laughs> no, we don't. Oh, this is a pothole that's been up by my neighborhood. For like years now, yeah. and the only reason it's getting fixed is because of the construction they're doing up there for the for the new houses. <laughs> well, we're fucking here anyway. That was like the only reason they just happened to pull out that entire stretch of road to put something under it mm-hmm. and then paved over it. And that is the only reason that pothole got fixed. The only reason. Wow. Yeah. Good. I love it. Way way to go, California. Uh, I know, right? Southern California. Um. So, how far are you in your education? Um. Pretty early. In terms of like my formal college education, um, I've done two full semesters, just a lot of stuff going on in between, but I'm fairly 
well off in terms of my credits. Mm-hmm. Um, most of it is from when I was in high school. I took a lot of AP tests because I couldn't stand being around the people in normal classes. So <laughs> fucking commoners. Not even they were. Oh, oh god, they were terrible. It was What's, like a, what school did you go to? Uh, I went to Santiago. Oh, you went to Santiago. Now, for those of you that aren't in the know. (laughs) But it was... So, because they're just... There's... You're either an idiot, it seems, or just a dedicated hard worker who wants good grades. That's not... That's not unique to Santiago. No, I know. That's where everywhere. That's people. Yeah. That's just human nature. Either you give a shit or you don't. So, I ended up... I was one of the people who was... uh, Not tooting my own horn, but not stupid. Not saying I'm smart. I was saying I was not stupid. There's, there's a difference. <laughs> there's a huge difference. Because I took classes that I was getting C's and D's in, but I passed the AP exams, and that was literally all I cared about. The uh, I was one of those for a while that didn't give a shit. Uh, I was, like, ditching class all the time, and, like, I just didn't give a shit for, for a year. Yeah. My sophomore year, I did absolutely fucking horrendously. <laughs> First semester, I had all F's and one D. <laughs> I had a GPA of a 0.5. I graduated with a 1.4. So. Really? Oh, oh yeah. You're taking a bunch of really fucking hard classes. Yeah, but I was also lazy. I literally slept through, I think, at least 40 minutes of every class. Dude, I never did homework. Ever. Huh. Never, never, never did a thing. And, but the problem, part of that was because I got smart because I ended up figuring out which instructors didn't give <laughs> homework. So all the cl- all the homework was done, all the quote-unquote homework was done in class. Um, I remember my English and British literature teacher, Miss Gastineau, who I love, uh, you know, I would ditch every single day, every single day, every single day. And, like, it was her, those, the class before hers and hers that I would never go to. I would show up to it, like, once a week. Yeah. And then one day I decided, you know what, I'm going to start going to class. And I started coming to class, and after, like, three days in a row, she was passing out worksheets for whatever fucking book we were reading, To Kill a Mockingbird, I think it was. Um, and she stops, she, she would go to the front of the, the, the row, she would count out how many there were, and she would hand them out, and you would pass them out, um, you know, yeah. take one, pass it on behind you. Well, she got to my row, and she handed them out one by one, and she was walking down the row, and she got to me. She puts down on my desk, and she goes, it's nice to see you coming to class. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, right? Uh, but she would, when we would have a book assigned, she would read it to us in class. She would read it to us. She would open the book and she would read it. Damn. And then the, the packets, the, the question, she would write the answer out on the board as we were going over it. So you literally, all you had to do to pass this fucking class <laughs> was make sure you showed up and write the answers onto your packet. And then the tests, the exams were open 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 note so you could those packets you could use it to take the test so if you failed these fucking tests it's because a you're really stupid and didn't write down the fucking answers or b you didn't show up to every teacher that does that just there's a special place in heaven for Bless them you like just you, you save so many students by doing that yeah and um i never did a single page of math homework on all of high school I actually did never. a lot of my math homework. That was one of the few classes I never, enjoyed. Never did a single... I fucking hate math. But I get I'm that. really fucking good at it. <laughs> um, I wouldn't pay attention. I wouldn't do any fucking homework. I wouldn't do any of the classwork. I wouldn't do any of the warm-ups. Nothing. 
and I would pay attention to the review, <laughs> and then I would get an A on the fucking test, <laughs> and then gone. I would get a C plus in the class, and everyone <laughs> fucking hated me because the exams are worth like eighty percent of the fucking class. Yeah. So, I was like, why the fuck am I going to do homework if the test is worth that much fucking that many points? Seriously. And I fucking I literally would just pay attention for the review, and I remember my geometry teacher, her name was Miss Ford. And she was this older lady, and uh, she was like, oh, well, I forgot what she was saying, but she was like, you know, some of you are really smart, and for those of you smart people, she looks at me and goes, <laughs> that are lazy and don't want to do your work, you probably should start doing some of the work. I'm just like, oh, fuck. She's talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I still never fucking did it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I just... I don't want to fucking do homework. I never no. wanted to do homework. I wanted to go home and fucking play video games or whatever. Who didn't? Yeah, when I actually when I was going because I went to the art institute for a while. Okay. I majored in graphic design. I didn't finish, obviously. Um, but I would do that homework because it was fun. It was like yeah. draw a still life, and I'd be like, okay, here's my shitty drawing. <laughs> um, but I actually learned a lot there. Did terrible. Cool. I did fucking terribly in those classes. <laughs> and now I know why you didn't finish. <laughs> well, I just wasn't very good at traditional media, like yeah. drawing and painting. I was fucking awful at it. But, like, the digital stuff, I was really good at. I was really, really good at the digital stuff. Okay. Like typography and, like, Illustrator and Photoshop. I was really good at that stuff. But traditional drawing and painting and shit, fucking terrible. Although I did get really good at drawing. Okay. I was um, by the end of my uh, life drawing class, I was able to draw photo realistically, and that was over a span of like ten weeks. So I went from sucking ass to drawing, you know, a still life fucking like look like a photo in like ten weeks. Yeah, nah, I don't know. He's, he's pick shit up. I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I lost all that shit. I, hmm. That's like every language class I've ever taken. You get really into it. You're like, this is fun. This is good. I'm learning things. And the class ends. And someone's like, oh, you, you took Spanish? You took Japanese? Oh, hola. What does that mean again? <laughs> what? Come, come again? Is that a dish? <laughs> like, <laughs> Well, you stop flexing the muscle. Yeah. And then it, it just goes away. Well, it's like I took, I took one, one semester of Japanese because it was five credits. And I'm like, I need a cra- I need a course with five credits because I'm not taking more than four classes. Yeah, I was like, I'm take that. And my uncle and his family found out, and they're by they're related to me by law, not blood. Mm-hmm. And they're Japanese, and they were really excited. And it was like Christmas, and they were like, Oh my god, you took Japanese! I always knew you were interested in the culture. We always talked about, it, but this is so cool. And they started talking to me in Japanese, and I shit my pants. <laughs> and you're like. Slow down. <laughs> they were saying like basic things, and, and I felt horrible because I could tell they were speaking slow, and I could tell they were speaking dumb words because it's the shit I hear when I watch a dubbed mo- or a sub like anime, yeah, or anything like that. But I was mm, no, stop talking now and just 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 say Merry Christmas, just say I, Merry I, Christmas. I lost you fucking twenty words ago. It was bad. <laughs> they looked like so defeated and sad. Well, it's before I went to France. Excuse me. I was um, trying to learn French. Well, that didn't work very well. <laughs> I was really, really dedicated to it for like a week and a half. And then I was like, I'll do a lesson tomorrow. <laughs> and then I got there and I was like, 
Bonjour. Omelette uh, du fromage. <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's, it's, it's croissant. Um, actually, no, funny, funny thing is uh, when we got there, my wife is like white. Yeah. Like super white. Mm-hmm. Like blonde hair, blue eyed, like white. Gotcha. And um, we got there and whenever you go into a restaurant, everyone greets you or whenever you go in you walk in and they're like, bonjour. And so... We would walk in, and she would be like, bonjour, and they would immediately go, what can I get for you? And she immediately go to English, and then she's like, do I say it that badly? But the funny thing was, we would walk in, and sometimes I would, I would be the one to respond. They'd be like, bonjour, and I'd be like, bonjour, and they'd be just little, 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 little French, and I'm like, I don't speak French, bro. <laughs> and it was funny because they would continue in French for me, but for her, it was just straight up. Fucking English immediately <laughs> right off the bat. They could smell it on her. Like, uh, we I don't know if it's because I look slightly European. You, you, or, you do look a little French. Or, Half my family's French, so you. Know, or because I said the word correctly. Or a combination of both. Could be a combo. Yeah. Compliment yourself and say it's a combination. Yeah. Let's okay. think positive. Let's go with that. Yeah. Let's go with that. Be yeah, but they would just rattle off a bunch of French, and I would just stare at them wide-eyed, and they'd be like, "You don't know French, do you?" I'm like, "Omelette." I only know food. We know the important words: yeah. bathroom I know, and I know, food. I know macaron and fromage, and that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> That, you just start gesturing. You're like, I'm trying to. Sh- I want a bagel. I want a bagel. Yeah. I don't. Do you know what a circle looks like, the, dude? But the the food there is insane. Like the yeah. best food I've ever had in my life is in France. I'm like intimidated by French food. I can eat weird ass Japanese, Filipino, Vietnamese, well, dude, but French here's, food. Here's French food and, and English food. Those here's here's French food. Slather it in butter, and that's French food. So it's American. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Americans is all deep fried. But they put butter in fucking everything. Um, like, and there, the big things are, like, bread, pastries, and, like, fucking um, cured meats and shit. Yeah. Um, it's a completely different diet. Because here, you know, we sit down for a meal, and you have your plate, and you have your entree, and you have your sides, and you sit down, and you, there, a meal could be, like fucking some ham and a couple slices of bread and you eat and you drink some wine with it with your friends and that's lunch it's it's not really a meal it's just some food and some company and that's how they live life and it was fucking amazing it was we went to dinner at this place called um el tast that was what it was called el tast it was right next to our um airbnb um our uh host mikhail he uh he recommended it to us and we went there and uh we walk in and it's like a it's like a like a bar yeah but all they have is beer like micro brews okay um and they have like ciders and stuff we go in and uh the dude speaks really good english like kind of frightened me how well his <laughs> english was and uh so we sit down and he's like all right someone's someone's gonna come and take care of you and we're sitting there waiting, waiting and waiting. And the dude comes in and he was like, oh, bonjour. And I'm like, anglais? And he's like, yeah, man, what's up? <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, and um, so we order, my wife orders a cider and I order like a, like a blonde ale. Yeah. 
and we order a charcuterie board, charcuterie, if you will. <laughs> um, and it's just like some fucking thinly sliced meat. And it's you mean like, that shit you got in a Lunchables? Yeah, yeah. It's basically think a Lunchable, but like in France. Okay. Uh, so it's like so it's pretentious. Yeah. No, it's delicious. No. Is what it is. So it's like some some ham and like some salami, a couple different kinds of cheeses, some olives, and like a couple pieces of bread, hmm. and that's it. And it was the most delicious meal. Like it was so fucking good. They 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 do something to the food there that is just fucking <laughs> amazing, and. We spent like three days in Paris. Okay. And it's crazy when you're totally immersed in language, how quickly you start to pick it up. Because within those three days, I was able to like navigate the city. Hmm. Um, like we were, we were just, we were able to communicate in a really basic manner. Um, like when we were like, and I noticed because we were walking down the street and there were these people we were trying to get around. And I was like, oh, pardon, excuse me. And they, I was like, well, fuck did I pick that shit up? <laughs> <laughs> My God. Yeah. That's actually uh, interesting. Um, some random side note. My mother loves history, and so that's where I got a lot of my love for it. But a particular figure she loves is Shackleton. And one of her favorite things about him is the... So he would travel a lot of places and do some shit like that. I don't know. He, he went to the Arctic. I don't know what he did other than that. But he um, <clears throat> he would... When he had to go to a place that he didn't speak the language, he would spend two days in a pub. Okay. He wouldn't do any. He would just go spend two days in a pub and then, like, get people to finance his shit by speaking the language because he just spent two days in a pub trying yeah. to figure shit out. And that, that was how he would, like, pick up languages and just forget it the next day. Like, I don't know. I don't need this fucking garbage language anymore. <laughs> um, that's interesting. Uh, have you ever heard of um, uh, the phonetic alphabet? Uh, yeah, like the shit you see in a dictionary, right? Well, no, 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 no. It's... A, a completely different alphabet. They have like symbols and shit. Yeah. And that one symbol denotes a specific sound. So with this alphabet, you can write out any word in the world and of any of the thousands of languages that there are. And because each symbol is for one sound only. Yeah. It's not like um, in American English where it's like a fucking the O U G H sound. Yeah. Is is different depending on the word. Um, when originally it was like a grunt, it was originally like a grunt, um, but now it's <laughs> like though and through and tough, and it's all the same <laughs> fucking spelling basically. Um, but for for this language, every symbol denotes a specific sound, and you know, like those African like click clack languages. Yeah, there's symbols for clicks and clicks and clacks. Oh my god! So if you know. What the the symbol the sound for that symbol, just from looking at it and reading it, if you're really well read in linguistic linguistics and the phonetic alphabet, yeah. you can speak any language that you want if you if you're really that. But there's thousands of characters in that language. I would imagine. Yeah, it's like Japanese where there's like one character is for one word only. Fuck me. Yeah, yeah. it's like that, but um, it's universal. Hmm. Yeah, my wife and um, my friend Alyssa. Um, they're both studying like linguistics and shit, and they okay. like, explain that to me, and I'm like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> you know, like it's it's clever, yeah. um, and it's it's interesting to me that someone took this thing that we all do, yeah. this these fucking dumb noises that we make <laughs> with our face, and broke it down into a science. That that must oof. whoever did that, yeah, 
put some love into that work. Because think think about all the different mouth shapes you make in just one sentence. I'd rather not. <laughs> like like really just just the, the the next time you speak right now, just pay attention to how rapidly you're changing the shape of your mouth and how you're pressing your tongue into different places in your mouth, and it's it's crazy. And each one of those has positional things has a name. Like there's um, bilabial where you make a sound with um, both lips, like a B sound, b okay. bilabial. There's um, fricatives, which I think is like um, you stop the air with your teeth, yeah. like like with a with an S sound. S. Yeah. Um, there's fucking guttural, like the, like those cavemen. Yeah. Um, and you know, all all of it. This complex system of shit that we've developed over a couple thousand years. It's gonna be no one's millions gonna know what of it years. Means. Yeah. It'd be like, eh, we someone knew what that shit meant. Yeah. Um. It's like you've heard of Noam Chomsky, I'm sure. Uh-huh. Like you've you've heard of the name, even if you have yep. no idea who Noam Chomsky is. He's a linguist. That that's what he that's what he is known as. He's he's like the Einstein of linguistics, Noam Chomsky. But okay. he's <clears throat> spread out, been spread out into like this really famous intellectual who knows a little bit about everything and he's really well versed or whatever but he 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 basically standardized a lot of this stuff okay um he's a really interesting dude he's just fun to watch like talk about shit yeah um yeah really really interesting guy i need more booze (laughs) (laughs) what talking about language isn't just thrilling no, it no, it actually is. <laughs> no, um, I know. It, it actually there's there's some of the shit that just like fascinates me. Um, there's a have you ever heard of um, P I E Pi, Proto Indo European? No. It's um, basically what they consider the mother language, essentially, to a lot of languages like a lot like like fertile crescent status like fucking name a language probably came from there english german french portuguese um hebrew they all came from fucking this one language that they're still trying to piece together because there's no real like yeah written account of it because like aramaic and shit and like hebrew and all the oldest languages you can think of came from this language and you can see evidences of it in words. So, like, take the word father. Yeah. Um, in English, father. In Spanish, padre. In fucking German, pot, potter, or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, P-A-T-E-R. Um, and time and time again, it's not the exact same word, but they almost sound the same. Mm-hmm. And they can trace it back to this proto-Indo-European language, and it's fucking crazy how, like... It's a trip. How, you know? And there's certain languages that don't... that develop completely on their own without outside influence from anything, and one of them actually is Japanese. Yes. Japanese cannot be traced back to anything else other than Japanese. Japanese is Japanese. Yep. And there's no outside influences in it. Well, I mean, modern-day Japanese, I'm sure it is, but... Yeah, there's a lot of Chinese characters that are used yeah. now. Yeah. Well, it's because, you know... They conquered the Chinese. Yeah. And then vice. <laughs> just which is little funny. Back and forth. Little little tiny island just takes over China. <laughs> that they are the most they were the most ferocious people. <laughs> they wanted what they wanted. Well, um there's a podcast I'm listening to right now. 
It's by this man named Dan Carlin called uh, Hardcore History. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Hardcore History is that he'll just like do it sporadically. And he'll put out a couple episodes and you can listen to a select number of episodes. But if you want to listen to the other shit, you got to pay for it. Um, you told me about this guy, yeah. Old shit, yeah. So I'm listening right now to Wrath of the Khans. And it basically goes through the history of the Mongols. And how Genghis Khan basically raped and pillaged everything and everyone. And how, like, in China, like, one in ten men or one in ten people has his DNA. Th- think about that. Like, one billion, 1.5 billion people in China or whatever the fuck My it God. is. At one, one in ten has his DNA. That man was fertile. Yeah. He, well, he would f- fucking rape all the women. Yeah. They would take over a town. And then in, in like, uh, there's a book called The Secret History of the Khans. It's basically like their own history of themselves. Yeah. Um, it would say that Genghis Khan then took the women as his wives, which meant he raped them. Yeah. He raped yeah. all of them. Yeah. Um, it was not, it's not a pretty history. Like, if you really think about how we look at like the Holocaust. Um, six million people died and we're like, oh, this is the worst thing that ever happened. That's what James Khan did, but he did it over all of Asia and Europe. He raped and killed everyone. Yeah. He, the only reason we don't all speak Mongolian right now <laughs> is because when they were literally about to take over Western Europe, he died. And huh. by Khan, by Mongol law, only a Khan can lead them. Yeah. And the only way they can pronounce a new leader is back in their fucking home, their original home. So they stopped raping and pillaging, turned around, went back to wherever the fuck they came from, the 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 steppe plains of China, and uh, selected the, the next guy, the next fucking con guy. Yeah. And then they went back to raping and pillaging, but they had to like do a lot of the work again. And yeah, It's like loading up an old save file. You just got to... Start yeah, sometimes it's like defragmenting your hard drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucking insane. Just listening to this this podcast, you're just like, holy shit! Like they really fucking killed all those people. And the interesting thing is that um, uh, the tactics that they used. So back then, and up until a couple, you know, like two hundred years ago. Um, warfare is dictated by the technology of the time. Yeah. Um, so that's why you see, like, in the Revolutionary War, like, fucking two groups of people standing right fucking in front of each other, and they each take turns shooting each other. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, why the fuck are they doing it that way? Because that's what the technology dictated. Muskets were very inaccurate. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> Past 50 yards, you have no idea what that fucking musket ball is going to do or where it's going to go. Yeah. Like, you have no fucking clue. So they had to be that close to each other to like shoot each other and be accurate, relatively accurate. Well, um, back then, uh, time of the Mongols, warfare looked very linear. So it would be like if you were to look a map of the you know the advances and everything, it'd be one big push this way and one big push that way, and that was what armies fought like. The Mongols, though, they resembled um, a modern day army yeah. with like you know their enemies all all coming in one direction but they're all split off into little tiny arrows covering everything and flanking the whole army and fucking their shit up yeah it resembled a modern day army and they were so well trained because they were horse archers they would shoot arrows off the back of um horses okay and they were so good at it that 
I don't know if it's true, but it's one of the things they say is that they were so well trained is that they would they were so good at it they would release arrows when all four hooves were off the ground, <laughs> so that their shot wasn't thrown off. That like is... the, the focus that that takes. Because think about it, not only are you paying attention to the galloping of the horse, you're paying attention to your aim is correct and you're drawing that arrow back. Yeah. Not only that. You're not holding on to the horse. No, no, you're not. <laughs> so that horse decides to do his own fucking thing. And not only that, you're waiting for that gallop and then to release it and you're make sure your aim is right, make sure you hit the fucking thing, and then draw the next arrow, shoot the next one. My God. Yeah. Dudes are fucking crazy. Fuck me. That's, that would be intimidating. Yeah. Not even seeing that would obviously be intimidating as all hell, but just hearing the people that do that kind of shit or like in the neighboring country that just makes you like second guess you're like do I, do I really care that much about this place don't know if there anymore I, mean, I can I can move <laughs> this is just the hut I made this in like an hour I can, yeah, I I can, can make break a, it I can make another mud hut somewhere else <laughs> yeah they were um, it's funny because the, the step people they essentially just picked him to be their leader they were just like, yeah, you fucking lead us now. But it was only like a select group of tribes that were there. Yeah. But they were like, you lead all of us. <laughs> and so they would, uh, he sent out a letter like, all the leaders of all these fucking factions need to come and like pledge fealty to me, yeah. uh, Genghis Khan. Because Genghis Khan's not a name. It's a title. Okay. It's like the supreme leader or whatever. Because um, his name is Temujin. His actual birth name is Temujin. I like that. Um, but Genghis Khan is the title bestowed upon him. Uh, and he sent out like these messengers saying like, y'all motherfuckers need to come pay fealty to me because I'm your leader <laughs> that you didn't pick or elect. I'm just, that's what I am now. <laughs> Straight up Daenerys on the, yeah, asserted himself. And they were, they would, and then, and he said like, uh, whoever doesn't show up, like I'll wipe your bloodline off the face of the earth or whatever. And they, and they knew who he was. Temujin was not like, he wasn't some nobody. He was just, he wasn't some fucking guy. They all know who he was. He yeah. was, he was one of those people that was just bound for greatness. Like Alexander the Great or yeah. like Julius Caesar. He was just, you just fucking know who the guy is. Yeah. Um, and you don't say no to him. So yeah. they all came, <laughs> they all showed up. Yeah. Oh, okay. was, he's a very botched small history <laughs> of the Mongols that I just gave you. No, it was very, very good. It was theatric. I yeah. enjoyed it. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> the, the the people that are listening to this are missing all the theatrics with the hands. And, oh yeah, so his and, gestures are and the top notch, mind blowing. Yeah, no. <laughs> they make the story. Yeah. Oh so, yeah. But I, I think the interesting thing about history is just the the parts that you just skip because we all have like a, a little subject that we pick and we're like, oh, this is really interesting, and I feel like it's easy to just not think about is there other events? Are there other events that I'm just not Looking at like, mm-hmm. it's something you don't think about, and then when you hear about it, you're like, "This is fucking psychotic." How did I not hear that? About? That happened too. Yeah. Um, it's like uh, World War Two, for example. Like everyone thinks World War Two, Hitler, uh, Japan, fucking United States, Britain, fucking Normandy. Yeah. Those are the major events that happened in World War Two. Yes, we all know that. But there's also the wars with the Ottoman Empire. Um, there's also the Japanese fighting the Chinese. Yeah. There are all these other conflicts that are technically considered different wars than World War II. But 
World War II is just kind of like a title given to the time. Yeah, it was like the time when everyone wanted when to kill each everyone other. Everyone was trying to kill each other exactly when the yeah. whole world was engulfed in a war. Um, so yeah, there's all these other like conflicts that no one really pays attention to, like um, the British campaigns in Northern Africa. And uh, there was actually a debate between whether or not Normandy should happen or whether or not they should go and handle North Africa first. Really? Yeah, and um, Normandy ended up winning, obviously. Oh, they made a good choice. Because um, most people don't know this. I didn't know this until I went to the beaches, that Nor- France had been under German occupation for four years before the Americans and the Canadians. Had it been for four years? Mm-hmm. Like Before the Americans, British, and the, and the Canadians showed up to liberate it, they had been under German occupation for four fucking years. Damn, I, I knew it had been for a minute. But I didn't realize. No, it was a long time, dude. My God, I thought it was a couple months, maybe a year. Four years they had been under German occupation. Goddamn. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Nazis. Hey, you're welcome, France. <laughs> hey, they gave us French fries, right? They gave us that. Yeah, and they I'm gave not. us French fries and baguettes. <laughs> and if you watch Talladega Nights, they also gave us the blowjob. <laughs> And they gave us one of my favorite words of all time, menage a trois. Menage a trois. I fucking love it. I, it's... <laughs> <laughs> Say, I like clips. I, love, I just love that they came up with a word for it. We have ours, but I like theirs better. It sounds more... Um, <laughs> classy. Arti- yeah, classy. Doesn't sound as dirty. It's not fucking threesome. No. <laughs> menage a trois. So everything they do sounds more, <laughs> more educated than yeah, what we it do. Sounds, it sounds so classy, like you said. Yeah. Yeah, we gave that up and then and then just got really rich. <laughs> like fuck yeah, that because capitalism. Yep. I'm sorry, we didn't do it. Like ten people did, ten yeah. of us did, and then yeah, we were like, just like, we're part of that. Yeah, that's involved. that's us, the Rockefellers. That's all of us. Um, As we make like minimum. <laughs> yeah, we. The 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 problem with the, the the state that we're in now as a country is that. The minimum wage was actually developed as a way for everyone to make a minimum standard of living to like yeah. it's enough to like have a house and enough to like pay your bills. It's a, it's an it's an actual like it was originally meant as a livable wage. People just abused the wording of it, like minimum. Well, like, yeah, well not only that, it it didn't expand, it didn't and it didn't adjust to inflation. Yeah. It didn't which is where we're like here in California, it's like ten dollars an hour. Which Sounds like a decent amount of money, but it's not when you're taking into account no, inflation. Because when I started working back in 2006, no, 2005, when I started, when I had my first job, um, minimum wage was six dollars and seventy-five cents. It's disgusting. Six seventy-five, and if you were making eight dollars an hour, you were making some be pretty good money. Um, Damn. Yeah, and now minimum wage is ten dollars, and it's still not fucking enough. I was gonna say then, like, what 2006 happened? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck me. I think, I think the interesting thing about that is just, like, seeing other states and how well they do with what they make. And some of them, like, I got a buddy in Utah. He works at a fucking pizza hut. Yeah. But he pays for, like, a... Making, like, well, like eight, he, eight yeah. fifty an hour or something. Oh, like yeah. That. He, he makes, like, nine bucks. And he has a two-bedroom apartment that he pays for himself. Yeah. He and paid off his car. He's perfectly fine. He's totally fine. He's like, this is this is fine. And I'll just get, you know, loans for college and pay that shit off like it's nothing and I'm like well, 
What are you what are you doing? Dude, other states have this shit figured out. Like, yeah. um, we were looking at like apartments in Colorado because we might move to Colorado. Uh, my cousin lives there. We I love all, it. we also might move to Oregon. Who knows? Who fucking knows? <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out in a couple months. But um, I'm so ready to leave this fucking state. I I love California. I do. I fucking love the state. It's my home. I, it's all I know. Yeah. You know, I've been here since I was two years old, and I'm almost yeah. I'm turning thirty in like four months. Um, it's my home. Yeah. yeah, it is absolutely. But there's too many fucking people here. It is so expensive and, on top of that. And the greater Los Angeles area, yeah, it's super expensive. Greater Los Angeles area, there are 18 million people as of 2005. Fuck. Well, no, 2010, I think it is. One of those fucking years. Doesn't matter yeah. that number. 18 million people in the greater Los Angeles area. This counts as the greater Los Angeles area. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> the population of California. The total population of California is 38 million. Half of the population is within like a hundred mile radius. God damn. Yeah. Half of it. Do you know what the population of Australia is? The whole country? Like 7 million? 20 million. I lowballed it. Within, within our small, very small portion of the country, we have the same population as an entire, the entire fucking country of Australia. Although, to be fair to them, they basically live on the outskirts well, of, a, of a murder island. <laughs> on an island where literally everything can kill you. Oh, yeah. And if it doesn't kill you, it just leaves you dismembered. Yeah. One of the two. Or fucking hobbling around for the rest of your life. That place scares me. <laughs> yeah, dude. People, people are like, oh, I want to go to Australia. I'm like, why? Why? Why, why, the, why the fuck would oh. you want to go there? No, here you see a spider and you're like, it bit me. It's whatever. Or like you see a black widow and you're like, I'll stay away from that thing. But there you're like, oh... That's oh, I'll avoid that. One. Okay, that's an, uh, also. Oh, that's a that fly carries what disease? Okay, okay, and that lizard is an alligator. Gotcha. Um, um your shirt's rubbing against the mic. You might want to. Sorry. Yeah. Or okay. actually, what what's happening is yours is like pointing straight out, and it's like not cooperating correctly. So unfuck that, please. Just to be convenient for everyone else. Well, that didn't work at all. That's okay. We'll just deal with it. <laughs> God damn. Sure. Is that any better? N- n- now I can barely hear you. Oh God. Well, no, you're just you're just a little bit. Just just put it back on the shirt. We're good. Fuck it. Close enough. Anyway. Um, yeah. The yeah, others. We were looking at places in Colorado, and for like a three bedroom apartment, it was like twelve hundred bucks. Are you serious? Yeah, it was like twelve hundred bucks a month. That's like a one bedroom. Yeah. If you're lucky, that's like a studio here. Fuck me. Yeah. So, I am place in Colorado because um, my wife's moving up to management for BJ's. That's good. And so, um, the dude that's in charge, like the regional director or whatever dude, yeah. I don't know, whoever fucking makes pe- people officially managers, that guy. Yes. The one that fucking knights you as a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, he told my wife to name the top five places that we would be willing to go to. So we listed it as number one, um, Colorado, number two, Oregon, and then three fucking Orange County and blah, 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 and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um, so... We might end up there. Who fucking knows? I don't know. I don't, sure. I don't have any fucking idea. Um, a lot of benefits if you end up in Colorado. I like Colorado. I've never really totally been there, but I've never heard a bad thing about Colorado. I've been to Denver for a few hours. Way over? Yeah, way yeah. over. And that's, that's about it. I saw like a very small portion of the city. Yeah. Um, 
that's that's my my sister-in-law lives in Colorado and she just like sings its praises all the time and then buddy of mine that's his home state and he just sings its praises and then everyone from that I was in the army with that got stationed in Colorado they're like this is the best fucking place I've ever lived I'm like man maybe you guys are onto something <laughs> so. yeah I feel like it's one of those things where right now I feel like a lot of the, like the current like the X generation the Y generation and millennials I feel like as they at a certain point, you're either financially well off enough to stay in California and sort of continue to contribute to its sort of expenses, or you're like, I gotta get the fuck out. You, you, it's one of the two. Like, I feel like yeah. I don't know any other state. Granted, I don't live in any other state, <laughs> so I could be wrong. I've but. lived in a few. I've lived here. I lived in Texas for a while, and I lived in Louisiana. Nice. Um, and they haven't figured out, man. It's, things are so cheap there. Yeah. Like, housing is super cheap. Um, there was a place... Right before I left, someone was selling, like, a plot of land. It was, like, um, like like $1,200 an acre, something like that. Oh, my God. That is yeah. another thing. Like, I feel like we're the we're one of the few states where you just... You can't buy land. I love the idea of other, of other states where you just... You, you buy a plot, and it's yeah, yours. Eventually, I, I plan on owning my own land like that's my dream is to have my own land is like have a couple acres oh, and just like do what i want on my land that'd be amazing that's that's what this, that's what the dream is it's my ultimate goal i have you know 10 15 acres and have a you know house that we built from the ground and like fucking i'm gonna go to the range that i built <laughs> on my land oh, and go good. shoot guns or i'm gonna go fucking hunt rabbits on my land, <laughs> or fucking, you know, I'm going to go to the artificial lake that we built. Damn. You know, shit like that. That's like that's what I want to do. Be nice. Um, and the only way I'm going to be able to do that is getting out of this fucking state. Yeah. Yeah, no, that doesn't happen in California. It's not southern, at least. And I like green shit, and there's no green shit here. We live in the fucking desert. I don't know, man. We got palm trees. Those are... <laughs> that <doesn't> fucking count. <laughs> in and out palm trees don't fucking count, dude. <laughs> Hey, those are yellow. <laughs> um, yeah, and just like I said, I love this. I love this state. It's my yeah. home. All the beaches. But I'm people. so fucking over it. <laughs> I I've told you this many times. I go to Brazilian Brazilian Jiu Jitsu at six a.m. That's where my class is at six a.m. Yeah, it's like eight miles away. It's like eight eight ish eight ten miles away on the freeway, and I have to leave at five fucking fifteen in the morning to be there on time. Yeah. 5.15 yeah. in the fucking morning to be there for got, a 6 a.m. class. Because you got one fucking freeway that goes all the way north. Well, it's just one line straight up the state. This and, is the one we use. Well, dude, it's like I get up at 5.15 in the fucking morning and I'm like, who the fuck are all you people? Why are you here? It's 5 in the morning. Don't you sleep? Mm-hmm. But then you really think about it. All those people are leaving at 5, 4.30 in the morning to be up work on time at 8. Yep. Like, that's not a life. That's not, that's not that's not a life. Like my dad, he lives just down. He, he works just down in Riverside, and we, we live like right next to the crossings where we work. So we're not that far from yeah. where I work. But for him, it's like a three-hour drive every day, just to get to Riverside. Just to get to Riverside that's on time for work. Fucking insane. <laughs> like I, I could not do that. Yeah. Like I couldn't. I I could do like a forty-five-minute drive for work, but I think past an hour, I think well, I would have to reconsider was, my occupation. I finished my um. The last bit of schooling I did, I was going to school in L.A., but that was because we lived closer to L.A., and I didn't yeah. want to start over when we moved out here, so I was taking the train out to L.A. every single day. And it's like, on the, on the train, it's like an hour ride, 
But but you're not in traffic. You're just yeah, relaxing. But on fucking freeway, it's a three and a half hour drive. LA's only sixty miles from here. Yeah. It's three and a half fucking hours, and you and that's just you're crawling to LA. But yeah. I would just go to the Corona fucking metro station, and I would be there in an hour, and I would just take the subway the rest of the way. Jeez. Yeah. And that was my commute, and I would be gone all fucking day, and I hated it, and I fucking hated everyone in my class, and couldn't fucking stand any of them, dude. <laughs> I hated every single fucking one of them. Any of them ever fucking listen to this? Fuck you, Jen. <laughs> Fuck you, Tish. Who else would I fucking hate? Fuck you, Yesenia. Uh, God, those girls, you just went to, you know, just go with the mean girls, didn't dude, you? Dude, there was three dudes in my class. And we were all like, I don't know why these bitches are all fucking at each other's throats all the fucking time and being so fucking dramatic. Like, chill the fuck out. And I know they didn't fucking like me. Like, they put on, like, a fake face. Like, Yeah. I know they didn't fucking like me because I knew everything already. Because I spent four years in the fucking army in the medical field. Like, I know all this shit already. And I just... The instructors would ask me a question and I had the fucking answer. And they would fucking... Ask them, and they would just be like fucking blank out, and I'd be like raising my hand, and be like, "I don't want to fucking answer and fucking <laughs> your kidney or whatever the fuck it was." And they would, I don't know, they put on a fucking fake face there, like, "Fuck you, bitches! I hate all of you, and I hope you fucking get in a car accident." <laughs> but like a minor one, you know what I'm saying? Just, just a fender bender. We don't want you to get hurt. We want you to have to spend to, money. I don't want you to get hurt. I want you to fucking have to get your bumper replaced. <laughs> and I hope you have a shitty mechanic. <laughs> just that guy charges you like an extra three hundred dollars. What's yeah. that service fee right there? It says three hundred. Fuck you. That's what that service fee is. <laughs> Dumb fucking cunt. Anyway. Yeah. Dude, you, you can go see Star Wars this weekend. I might actually be seeing it tonight. Apparently. Oh really? That's why my, uh, so my phone side note has just been like vibrating for the past like. Oh, is that what that sound was? Yeah, that wasn't a phone call. That was just texts. <laughs> it was like thirty texts that I just looked at my phone for. Apparently, they're like Star Wars tonight. And I'm like, maybe we'll see. You gotta fucking if you don't have tickets now, you good luck. Yeah, you know, like I don't know what you guys. Are I know people for. that are. I know people that are in line right now. Well, that just got from... reserved seating for half of the showings. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're just gonna be scattered through I'm the theater. I'm hoping I can see it on Saturday because. Um, I'm closing Saturday, and, you know, with our lovely extended hours, I'm not going to be home till fucking midnight, and my wife also works on Saturday night, so we don't have anyone to watch kids, so I'm going to go leave them at my mom's house in Mobile, so I'm planning, the plan is right now, leave them there early, so that we can fucking go watch Star Wars, and then go have lunch, and then come home and relax before fucking (laughs) work, I'm so over these fucking holidays. I swear, people are just so fucking over it. People are the worst. At the very least, for for me, I feel like I get like some. Of, I get it concentrated. I feel like because I'm at customer service, I'm where you come if you are upset. Yeah. But I feel like I feel like you being right up at the front. I, I get stupid motherfuckers. You have to see and interact with every single person that walks into our store. You know, the, and, l- luckily, ninety percent of my interactions are, "How's it going?" <laughs> or. Have a good day. That's the 90% of it. But sometimes I get some dumb motherfuckers that have the stupidest fucking questions. Like, you, you, you'd think that they'd have an idea of what they want or need. This one fucking lady comes in. Granted, she didn't, have the be- she didn't speak the best English. She was Asian. Um, and she goes, eh, yes, uh, I need a, 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 a USB. And I'm like, 
what specifically do you need for a USB? That's a very broad range of things. Like that could be literally fucking anything. No, she was um, being literal. She wanted yeah. all the USB products. <laughs> like, Miguel. like you need. Do you need a mouse? Do you need a hard drive? Do you need a fucking uh, thumb drive? Do you need a fucking controller? Do you need fucking a Bluetooth adapter? Do you need fucking I don't know a, a, a USB keyboard? Like it could be any variety of things. She goes. And I go, what What do you need for a USB? And she goes, oh, yes, a USB. <laughs> She's like, oh, you understand me. <laughs> I'm like, just fucking, just go there. Just ask fucking them. Deal, they'll deal with it. My God. Or I'll get, um, you remember like a week or two ago, the one fucking guy um, with the two open box computers? One of them oh that was priced yeah. lower because it was in shittier condition, but he wanted the better one for the shittier price. Oh my god, I wanted to kill him. I just wanted. To, oh my well, god. After you had your interaction with him, if you can call it that. Yeah, he uh, he and he, he you know he's walking in with his wife all pissed off because he's a fucking idiot and doesn't understand how open box items work. Yeah. Um, he's walking past AP where I work asset protection. For those of you that are not in the know, um, I stand in the at the front of Best Buy in a yellow shirt and I go. Hey, what's up? I need to check that receipt. You have a good day. That's all. That's my fucking job. It's fucking boring as shit. Um, he's walking past me and he goes, man, fuck these guys. And he walks out and I'm like, <laughs> a little mic get drop. The, get the fuck out of here, dude. Like you're the, you're the one that's a fucking dumbass that doesn't know how this shit works. That guy was just so, so petty. Like he, he did not. I'm like, this one is in good condition. This one is in fair condition. That's the difference. And he's like, no, no, no. That one says scratches. That one doesn't say anything. And I'm like, yeah, because they got lazy on that one and didn't write anything on it. Yeah. That one probably has way worse shit than this, but I'm not opening it because fuck you. Yeah. Now, the worst part now if the you guy. were nicer about it, let's confirm the condition of this. Yeah. That, that, and that's, it's really that simple. You're going to get the level of service that you deserve. Well, the first thing you do is walk up to me and say, so this jackass back on computers thinks he's smart. I want you to explain to me. And that's where he lost me. Yeah. The moment you start like just insulting someone. Like, like, like I this. said, like I said, you get the level of service you deserve. Yeah. Um, if you come up and you start being an asshole immediately, you're going to get service like you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. That's, and it's that simple. There was a dude on Black Friday. Black Friday? Saturday? That Saturday? Whatever. Whenever the fuck it was. Yeah. Literally five minutes before we close. Literally five fucking minutes before we close. There's only like four people left in the store. Like yeah. employees. There's like you, me, and like two fucking salesmen on the floor. And he goes and he buys a TV like five minutes before we fucking close. And there's a lot of people that leave right when the doors close. Yep. When the, the time that we are done, that we are officially closed is when a lot of people leave. The vast majority actually leave. After they're done fucking cleaning up their sections they fucking leave this motherfucker goes to pull up his vehicle after we're closed after i close all the doors and we're just waiting for him to fucking get out he goes comes back inside goes and grabs a tv and he's with his daughter and he comes and comes up to the front of the store and he goes like so none of you guys can help me like sir he goes my daughter has to help me carry this tv out to the car (laughs) and i'm like you have a good day sir i'm where i need to fucking be and he walks out all pissed off. And I'm like, if you would have come up to me and asked me, hey, man, do you, do you mind helping me carry this out to my car? Fuck yeah, dude. I'll fucking help you. But he comes up and he's like, you, you, you don't have... The last thing he says is, 
you don't have anything to say. And I'm like, you have a good night, dickhead. <laughs> like, d- what, do you, what do you fucking want from me, dude? You're going to be a dickhead. I'm going to be a dickhead back to you. God damn. And, <sighs> I was in the military. I was in the army. There's a very different culture in the army than the civilian world. Yeah. Much, 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 much different. These motherfuckers, some of these people are lucky they haven't seen army me. Because <laughs> that shit ain't pretty. Oh, God, I'd pay to see that. Yeah, you should ask some of my old soldiers, like, what angry me looks like. Because <laughs> I've been upset. I've been a little salty. Yeah. They haven't seen... No one's seen me angry yet. There was one time... Um, so, Friday, Friday afternoons, right before we all get released for the weekend, yeah. we have this fucking stupid battalion-wide formation. So, the, the levels of groups, it goes, you know, like you, the individual. You're a part of a team. That team is part of a squad. Yeah. That squad's a part of a platoon. That platoon's a part of a company. That company's a part of a battalion. So, it just gets bigger, exponentially bigger. Yeah, until <laughs> Excuse me. That came out louder than I thought it was going to be. Anyway, battalion formation at the end of the week. Okay. Fucking uh, battalion commander's like, here's my fucking speech. The same goddamn speech I give every fucking week. Don't do drugs. Don't fucking drink and drive. Don't beat your wife. Don't beat your dog. Don't beat your wife's dog. Don't fucking do stupid shit. It's the same fucking speech every week and the only reason they do it every fucking week is because every fucking week someone manages to fuck it up um (laughs) but anyway blah 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 before we're released the company commander our battalion commander releases to the company and the company's like right before we leave make sure vehicles are all good to go um your assigned vehicles yeah and they go to our vehicles and there's some trash in the back of the fucking vehicle okay so and no one wanted to own up to it now, here's the thing. It's just like any other fucking job. The military doesn't make it any different. Just like any other fucking job. If you own up to it, probably going to be not, not going to be that bad. Yeah. Like if you fuck up something and you're like, yeah, dude, I fucked up. You know, your manager's going to be like, all right, dude, don't fucking do it again. But if you try to make excuses or if you try to lie about it or if you try to blame someone else, it makes you look worse, right? Yeah. No one wanted to own up to it. And so the company commander, we normally the day ends at five o'clock. Five o'clock, you go home. Fridays, because it's the weekend, we leave at three. Three o'clock, we go home. Okay. So, here we are, fucking three o'clock. And the company commander goes, um, yeah, there's trash back there, and then they're just fucking around. So, uh, keep them until 1700. Keep them until five. Damn. And I'm like, I am fucking livid at this point. Because the only thing I live for is to be at home at this point. Because I fucking hate the army. <laughs> I just want to go home. I just want to go home. I just want to sit on my fucking couch and watch some Netflix, play some video games, drink some booze, jack off if I want to. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And so I'm fucking livid. I'm just fucking sitting there just fucking seething because I'm just like, I have to be here because of you idiots. And the army is, the military as a whole is really big on group punishment. Yeah. If one fucks up, you all fucked up. That's just the way it goes. I'm sitting there, I'm just like, fucking, these dumb motherfuckers. I want to do is go home. All I want to fucking do is go home. I did all my fucking work. I fucking wrote my reports. I fucking made sure the aid station is okay. I'm fucking, like, what, what, why am I fucking here? And we'd been there for like an hour and a half. And then my boss goes, 
get everyone information outside. I'm like, Roger that. I bring everyone outside. And I'm so fucking mad. I'm so fucking mad. I'm I'm so like you ever been to that that point where you're so fucking mad you can't help but smile? Yeah, like, you from like how snapped. Fucking mad you are. And I, and, I, and I'm sitting there and I'm just I'm, I'm I'm standing there. I'm just like, it's real fucking easy. Someone take the fucking blame. We're here because of fucking you guys. There's two things I really fucking like doing on the weekend: drinking. Having sex with my wife. <laughs> Guess what can I can't fucking do when I'm here. <laughs> but I was so fucking mad. And people could see how fucking mad I was. And um, I didn't yell at anybody at that time. Yeah. I've, I've, I've done a lot of my fair share of yelling. But I, me as like leader me as opposed to like fucking AP me. It, I, don't, I don't believe in yelling. It doesn't, it doesn't accomplish anything. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't accomplish shit. It, it just makes people hate you. You know, um, yeah. there's a quote from Remember the Titans, the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Attitude reflects leadership. So, I fully... Your phone went off again. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to have to turn it off at this uh, point. Fucking Attitude reflects leadership. But this time I was so fucking mad. Um, and before I left, um, before I got out, uh, some of my guys that were telling me, was like, yeah, I still remember that time. I was one time I was actually legitimately scared of you. <laughs> like, there's a reason none of us said anything or responded to anything you were saying. No one wants to be the guy to get between you and your wife. <laughs> not even that, dude. I was. If someone would have said something, I would have fucking punched someone in the fucking face. I was. Oh, I've never been that mad before in my life. And oh god, the army's full full of stupid shit. Oh my god. I got stories for days, man. When it comes to the military, some are funny. Some are pretty infuriating. So I'm just giving me, made me so fucking mad again just thinking about it. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know what that's like. <laughs> you, you, you don't want to know what no, it's like. It's no. Fucking, oh my God. I enjoy my little civvy life just doing literally whatever I want at my spare time and <laughs> wasting my life accomplishing nothing. It's pretty fun. Yeah, because sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you'll get that phone call like fucking nine o'clock at night like, hey, I need you to fucking do that 24 hour shift tomorrow. Fuck that. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> or like you're home. Like you just got home. It's like oh, 5.30. Hey man, I need you to go cover CQ. God. So you're telling me I gotta be up all night now? You're telling me I gotta, I just gotta be up all night? Like out of nowhere? I just took this fucking monkey suit off and I gotta put it back <laughs> on. And you can't. They're not asking you. They're, yeah, they're telling, just telling you. you. And so you're just like... Roger, and you just hang up the phone and just like, it's like stupid motherfuckers when you're putting on your uniforms. Like these dumb sons of bitches, as you're fucking. I'd say that shit to my face. I dare you to say that shit to my face. Oh my <laughs> yeah, it's ready to fuck shit up. Yeah, just I fucking. Oh my god. See that? That's why I like Michael. While I'm getting it, my degree in English literature, because I like reading it. I like. I want. I want to write. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And instead of getting creative writing, I like the idea of studying literature as a whole so I can I, I like the idea of writing and sending a message while you write mm-hmm. and I feel like you know when you study when you study a book you go through it and you critique it and you understand what the what what the purpose of everything was you understand why there were two more commas in this paragraph than others shit like that can matter you know yeah yeah because yeah. it, it can indicate the the, the status or, or the, like the you can indicate the the the, the, the mood of, of the scene and things like that and 
well, that's what I'm doing. But I also, I also like the idea of teaching that because mm-hmm. I feel like it's one of those things where it's very synonymous with what your, your career options are. You either write the shit or you explain the shit. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I do not believe in myself enough to just write this stuff full time. On top of that, I would go crazy. I don't think I could do that. And I like the idea of teaching. I don't know. It's fun. I like expositing to people. Mm-hmm. And the the appeal of it for me is just, it is one and done. You show up 7 in the morning. You leave at 3 in the afternoon. If you want to sponsor programs, clubs, and shit like that, do that. If not, don't. Yeah. And you are home Saturday. You are home Sunday. And you get fucking summer vacation as an adult. Yeah. That is the most appealing thing in the world to me. <laughs> getting paid for a full-time job and just getting two months off. Just fuck it. Take this. And then also, guess what? You get three weeks for Christmas. Yeah. Just just take that. A, f- a friend of mine is actually an English teacher. Really? Um, my friend, Allison. She, uh, yeah, she teaches English at, um, actually, I think she teaches at Santiago. Really? Yeah. What's, what's her last name? I might know. Plabani? Nope. No fucking clue. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she, uh, she teaches... I think it is Santiago she teaches it. I'm not sure. Um, That's pretty cool. Yeah, but she teaches like, English. She's, uh... She she looks really young, too. And she's fucking beautiful. So, so, I'm, like, just... so I'm, I'm like, you must be really fucking popular. <laughs> the boys just do whatever you yeah, say, don't they? Like, write an essay. <laughs> okay. Um... It was a it was a romantic one. You should yeah. you should read it carefully. <laughs> but I I had people do shit like that where they would like it was the dumbest thing ever. We had a history teacher. She was fucking was amazing body. Yeah. She couldn't have been more than she claimed she was 30. We all thought she was lying that she was like younger and yeah. just didn't want us hitting on her cuz we're like horny as fuck little 15 year olds. <laughs> and one of my buddies just had it for like like it she, she was what he talked about when we were talking about girls yeah it was weird we were i, I say buddy yeah. not friend i say buddy because i by buddy i mean that guy you hang out with during class when there's nothing so going it's, on. it's an acquaintance an acquaintance we'll yeah. say an acquaintance but like, he, he just had it for and one of the one day we had like sort of a free topic and he picked like some failed romance in history like it's some crap because it was world history something about like um just Romans and their their love affairs essentially, yeah, yeah, and that was like the general topic of it was like relationships in in Rome because it was one of those things. Just write me something about a topic you're interested in. She reads like the first paragraph and the last paragraph, and it was it was no, it was obvious what he was trying to do with it. Like there was like little things he would talk about and he would like relate it to modern day. And he's like, so you know, age wasn't really that big of a deal. And I'm like, <laughs> oh Jesus, dude. no. Come no. on, man. You know we had to read that shit. We like, we, when we heard that he had like slipped hints in there, we're like, we need to see what you just gave to our teacher. We need to see how much she's going to kill you after this. Yeah. And it was like, oh, she's not even going to look you. She's going to like, just not even acknowledge you after this. You're dead. You're yeah. dead to her. There was, um, I had a, my history teacher actually, incidentally, um, my U.S. history, she was, I had her for U.S. history and then I had her for government and econ. Yeah. Um, her name was Miss Chafee. Okay. Hope, Hope Chafee. Oh. Um, she was like, you know, 40s, I want to say. She'd been teaching for like 20 years or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, everyone was obsessed with her. She was hot. She, plain and simple. She was hot. Nice. Um, she was like total, total fucking milf. 
Like 1,000% mil. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I'm making all this fucking noise. Ugh. See if that helped. I think it helped. Anyway, um, but, you know, everyone, she, she was hot. Plain and simple, she was hot. And, um, she actually took a liking to me because we were into a lot of the same things. Like, because mm-hmm. I was, I watched, like, you know, I was, like, fucking 16, 17. I watched, like, The Daily Show, and I, like, kept up with the news yeah. and, like, you know, current events and shit like that. So there were days where, like, her class was another one of those super easy ones. She would write a question on the board, and then the assignment for the day was to answer that one question. Goddamn. Yeah, so I would, like, open the book and go to the chapter really quick and, like, find out, find the fucking answer, write it down, and then turn it into her. And this, that was all, that was the whole class. It was, like... Fucking one question and like two sentence answer and hand it in and that was it. God damn. Yeah, but there were certain days where she would just come, sit right next to me, and we would just shoot the shit. We would just talk. <laughs> she would just talk about stuff. My God. And I was like, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was she was cool as fuck though. That's awesome. Yeah. I think I think t- teachers are like. The most interesting thing to me because they they can either ruin an entire year of that kid's life or they can just make it yeah like it one teacher does well, it well you have you have you either have a teacher that is been doing this for a long time and fucking hates it or you have a teacher that actually gives a shit yeah like for me one of the reasons i'm actually doing english because so i've always enjoyed reading it's it was like the one thing i was always good at i don't know like 100 percent I could read anything and never had a problem with it. Yeah. But um, I had a teacher who full-on, uh, oh, Captain, my captain does. He full-on Robin William does. And first day of class, we're all waiting right outside of the, the door. He's not there. And he walks up and he looks at us. And this is just big guy, like 6'3", looks like he is a Viking. Has like the big white beard. The, he's somehow fat, but looks like he could just rip your arms off. Like he's just like old school. Okay, yeah. N- not like... No, I know, I know what you mean. But like, he looks like old, where he's just, oh, I have muscle underneath all of this, and there's just a little <laughs> layer of fat to hide it, so people don't yeah. underestimate. And he just says, what are you doing? And we're like, waiting for our teacher. He says, get the fuck outside, let's go down. And we're like, what? So we're going to go outside, we're going we're gonna to do real shit. And we're like, oh, fuck, this is our teacher. Oh, fuck, this is our teacher. <laughs> he's like, come on, come on, all of you, follow me. To be fair, we could have been wrong, and he could have just been a stranger. This <laughs> is some random fucking dude that. <laughs> but follow me, children. <laughs> also, take off your pants. <laughs> but we went with him. We we go outside. We go on the grass. We're just standing up, and he's like, he literally just starts expositing. He just starts reading off a a, a poem to us. I to this day don't remember what it was because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, we're not in class. This is fucking tits, and that was the first. 15 minutes where we we met mr brasington was just him reading a poem to us and then he started like sort of going off and just sort of general like life topic Mm -hmm. just like know what you want to do if you really want to pass this class you will it's going to be hard that kind of stuff sort of like a pre pre pre-class pep talk like like syllabus day yeah but he, he just did it like real he was like do my work and you'll pass and he wasn't fucking wrong like even if you were shit he, he didn't care for F's. He was like, I'll give you a D. You're not going to get that bonus point for your GPA. You clearly don't care. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, he failed students if they were shit, but, like, it was hard to fail his class. Yeah. But it was also hard to get an A. And he made it clear. And 
that was that was the year. There's just stuff like that where it was incredibly hard to get that good grade. But you know, as long as you honestly put an effort in, he would work with you. Was it was was it like a motivating thing? Like it I'm, was. I'm it trying was trying to just, get this fucking A. Well, yeah, you, you genuinely like every. He was like basically dad to that class. Like everyone was just like we loved him. He was an, a genuinely wonderful person to be around and talk with. He was very um, short with his conversations, but if he genuinely enjoyed what you were talking about, he would sit there and like talk with you like you were an adult. He wouldn't treat you like a normal little 17, 16 year old. He, he would just talk to you and he would understand that you, he would understand if you weren't as well versed in a subject as him. Mm -hmm. And he would literally sit there and talk with shit about you. And he he just, he just broke a lot of the little mini rules that some teachers set. Like, uh, it's an English literature class. It was AP lit. But about half of our class was spent literally just studying like classic films like Star Wars, uh, Blade Runner, um, old, old shit. I, I'll never remember the name of it. It's some old German-esque movie where there's this knight who plays chess with death and it shows his story in different points in times during the bubonic plague outbreak and it's all in black and white and it's it was great. But he would just show us like a five or ten minute clip and say, you have five minutes to write me a page on this. Oh, shit. Yeah, there, he, like I said, he was a monster. If you wanted the A, you had to want it. Yeah, you had to work for that shit. Yeah. But that was his class. and That's cool, man, because, you know, a lot... Cause there, there, well, there was some, cause... I, feel, I feel like you can't hear me as well. I can hear you fine. Okay, hang on. Okay, there it is. I think it sounds a little better. Yeah. Anyway, but um, most of, it's like people don't really realize how monumental some of these things were, like... Because it was like, little moments. For example, like, I'm, well, I'm not talking about just, like, teacher or whatever. Ah. But, like, the, the, the material you were studying, like, we're on the verge of episode 8 coming out. Uh, you know, Star Wars Ugh. episode 8 comes yeah. out literally in fucking two and a half hours. Um, and uh, people, the early reviews are like, this is the best Star Wars movie ever made. Yeah. Already. Like, But most people don't realize just how fucking game-changing the original Star Wars was. Um, Modern cinema exists because of Star Wars. He had to create his own special effects Mm -hmm. guild, essentially. LucasArts was founded because the technology did not exist to do what he wanted to do with Star Wars. Um, Skywalker Sound was founded because the technology did not exist to do with what he wanted to do with Star Wars. And modern cinema exists in the form that it does because of Star Wars. Yeah. And people don't realize that, how um, movies were actually a dying art form until Star Wars came out. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. It was, it was on its, not, I wouldn't say it was on its way out, but no one was going to the movies. It was stale. Yeah, no one was going to the movies at all. They weren't. They, well, like they you, just weren't. Even a, a New Hope, I heard when it launched, I think it only made $85,000 because it had, they basically just, put it out in theaters they were like we're gonna put it in a few theaters for a few late night showings and that is what you get and the only reason it did so well is because it was so mind-blowingly just amazing yeah, the it was just exploded way ahead of its time yeah. um the uh when they first did the like when they showed the producers like the people that were actually financing the film mm-hmm. um the first cut of it they hadn't even put the music into it you know the, the iconic star wars yeah. music Da, 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 da. Or fucking, um, you know, fucking Star Wars music. The anthem. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally blanking on fucking Star Wars music right now. <laughs> like, I'm imagining 
the song Binary Sunset right now, and I just can't, like, verbalize it. Might be the rum. Uh, <laughs> fuck Does it. that. But they hadn't even put the music into it yet. And uh, the reports, like, not the reports, but the, they were talking, I was watching, like, a documentary on Star Wars. Yeah. And they were like, uh, this is, like, the best movie, like, we've ever seen. And this is, you have our 1,000% support. And they didn't even have a fucking soundtrack on it yet. Jeez. Yeah. I don't think it, I don't even think they had James Earl Jones' voice on it yet. Oh, my God. His voice is just to look, verbal caramel. Oh, my God. It's just... 1,000%, dude, yeah. Oh. I, think, I think my favorite fact, just like one of those fun facts about it, I love knowing that, in my opinion, I think the reason Star Wars did so well there's a scene where, you know, Vader cuts down Obi-Wan, one of the most amazing scenes I've just ever witnessed, was written not by Lucas, but by his wife. I didn't know that. Yeah, she actually she actually won a, an Emmy or something for, like, editor for, for A New Hope, and Lucas won nothing. That, that's my dog. I apologize. <laughs> or he maybe didn't win nothing. He fucking idiot dog. <laughs> he, he won something, I think, for sound, whatever, but she won for editor. And it was because of stuff like that, because she was basically his his secondary writer. Mm-hmm. She was there with him, and they would talk about things, and she's like, well, what happened? So he just, because originally, um, Vader was going to kind of get knocked back. Obi-Wan was going to, like, throw a door at him, sort of thing, and then slash the uh, the control panel, and the door would close on Vader, and he'd just be like, rah, raging. Like, rah, I'm mad. Yeah, and Obi-Wan would leave with them, and she's like, but there's no gravity to it. There's nothing important. They just show up, they find things out, and they leave. There's no danger. This is Vader, George. This is this is the guy. This, this is, is who the, they're afraid this of. This is the big baddie. Yeah, she said there needs to be something real. Someone has to die. Yeah. And so she wrote the scene where Obi-Wan but gets cut down. Obi-Wan sacrifices himself yeah. for the greater good. Um, it's like, uh, fuck, I had a point. I had a thing I was going <laughs> to say, and now it's gone. You're talking about film and its importance, film. and Star Wars brought Star back Wars the cinema industry. Cinema. Um. And we were talking about specifically fucking. Oh, I remember. So um, it's like uh, the, the original Star Wars trilogy. That yeah. whole thing was actually originally one script. Really? Mm-hmm. All three movies were one script, huh. and the prequels were like a paragraph. Um, really? Explaining the background of it. Um, this was back in the days when screenplays were like. 30 to 50 pages max. Yeah. Um, th- his screenplay was like 100 pages. And people were like, you're never going to get this financed if you if it's this long. So he actually yeah. ended up making it a trilogy. He, he took the first third of it, and that was A New Hope. Yeah. And then he expanded the last two thirds to make Empire and uh, Return of the Jedi. Oh which actually, Return of the Jedi was called Revenge of the Jedi until about two weeks before the <laughs> film was released. They changed it last second because um, George Lucas uh, was thinking about it and he was like, you know, Jedi is this noble uh, knighthood, apparently. Yeah. You know, they, they're not ones to take revenge. They're about justice. So it wasn't revenge they, that they were seeking. It was the return of the Jedi, hmm. the return of order. Um, yeah. So they actually changed the name of the film like right before it was released. That's awesome. And that's where Revenge of the Sith comes from. That's that's really cool. Yeah, that's interesting too. I mean, that's Revenge of the Sith was as good as Return of the Jedi. That well, 
Out of I'm not the, saying it was out of the horrible. prequels. It was the best of the prequels. That yes. was absolutely the best of the prequels. But I it, actually really, really like Revenge of the Sith. It was good. I just, for me, I felt like the acting surrounding Anakin has always just dragged down for me. Hayden I Christensen absolutely... was a fucking terrible actor. Yeah, it was good. And oh god, you know, Obi Wan is just so much cooler after the prequels came out. They just did such a good job on it. Fucking god damn it, Obi Wan is such a badass after that. Like, he's the first, you know, uh, the first... He wasn't even a Jedi, full-fledged Jedi. He was still, like, fucking Padawan. He was the first one in, like, a thousand generations to strike down a Sith. And, like, he fucking... He was just some dude. He was just some kid. He was a monster, though. I'm gonna jump over you and chop you in half. Um, Yeah, man. Fucking Obi-Wan's a badass. My God, seriously. And I, I think... Although, while I do think Revenge of the Sith is by far the best of the trilogy films... I think Clone Wars did the most for Star Wars as a whole simply because it opened up the floodgates for the animated series Clone Wars. I, I think that is one You're, of the... Are you talking about the 3D Clone Wars that they did? The shorts that they did? No, no, no. The, the, what do you mean shorts? No, no, no. no. The, the, the TV series. Oh, no, no. I'm, because, because they did... There's a 3D animated TV series. They did a traditional animated clone war shorts they were like five minute shorts they did i and i actually thought those weren't that bad i like them yeah well i'm Good. saying those led to revenge of the sith if you didn't yeah. watch those well revenge it explains the, the complications with grievous's breathing apparatus yeah, like because so, like they just introduced like if you just watch revenge of the sith without watching clone wars the original sh- five minute short clone wars you have no fucking clue who this guy is no. and why he's like gasping and coughing like they, you don't, Mace you don't know that Mace Windu crushed his chest plate, and... which was a, a dark force power. I should mention. I love, I love, I love well, Mace Windu. <laughs> um, uh, Luke was only able to defeat Vader in Revenge of the Jedi because he tapped into the dark side momentarily. A lot of uh, the best fights have come from that. Like even Obi Wan himself, he used his rage to fight off and kill Maul. That yeah. wasn't totally. That wasn't a peaceful kid. He was pissed. Yeah, he murdered him. Yeah, that wasn't. That wasn't necessary. I mean, it was justice, but for him, for him, it was killing that who killed his master. And I think, yeah. it's well, not interesting. just his master. That was his, that was basically his father. Yeah. Well, I feel like a lot of the Jedi tend to because they're taken at such a young age, their masters become their fathers essentially. Yeah, and and Yoda was right. Taking Anakin yeah. on at nine years old was a mistake. Yeah, I mean, he was powerful and all, and. They did some incredible things, but it was, it was just... I still love the, the fun theory that he did exactly what was prophesied, that he yeah, did bring they balance. Did, they, he didn't... The prophecy does not say that he will eradicate the Sith. He says that he will, he will bring balance to the Force. Yeah. And at the end of fucking Order 66, as far as they knew, there were only two Sith and there were only two Jedi. Yep. It worked. I mean, there was more, but yeah, there were a lot more. Just Vader, hiding. Vader hunted a lot of them down. There was a. He did a good job on that part. There was a there was a novel that came out after Revenge of the Sith. Um, I forget what it's called, but it was about Darth Vader. Yeah, and it was about him hunting down the remaining Jedi. And uh, they painted him in this light that was like, you know, he was a fucking. He was slower than. He was when he was a human, not, you know, half android on life support, but he was still immensely powerful. Um, And you don't ever actually get to see that until Rogue One. 
oh my god, watching him just dominate in that room Dude, was amazing. He killed like 30 people in a couple minutes. He like, wasn't even trying. Yeah, he didn't even fucking break a sweat. Like, he has some of the most incredible tales. Like, one of the things, I'm not sure if it was Expanded Universe or not. I don't think it was. But, um, so there was this one scientist that was working for them, and he was basically trying to create, you know, stronger warriors, stronger soldiers. And he had worked on Vader, and he had put a, uh, like a failsafe in him so he could shut off Vader's breathing system, like, shut off all of his equipment. That sounds like Expanded Universe. Yeah, it was. But even then, like, these are... It was still awesome. But yeah. what happened is he, uh, Vader was like, okay, you're betraying the Emperor or whatever. You're creating these things to kill him or something like that. And he shuts off Vader's stuff. And Vader is helpless. He's literally helpless. And he sees Anakin. He sees Anakin on a... Don't don't hate me, Internet. Lava World. <laughs> Not Mustafar, no. It is Mustafar. Mustafar? Okay, I wasn't sure. I'm al- I always doubt my knowledge of the planets. Yeah. I always do. But he sees himself Mus- there. And Mustafar he... is the lava planet where he got his limb yeah. chopped off. And Kashyyyk is the planet of the Wookiees. Yeah. Um, Naboo <laughs> is where fucking Padme is from. Tatooine is where they take uh, Luke and Leia and also where Anakin is originally from. What else? Uh, Alderaan <laughs> is the planet that Leia gets taken to yes. after she's adopted by... What's his fuck? Yeah. Um, Bail Organa. Uh Fucking, I know a lot of the planets. Yeah, but it was it was interesting because you see Vader sort of understanding that he is not what he once was. This is when Vader uh, became Vader. This is when he killed Anakin. He literally cut down Anakin, and as he did that, he just went into this rage and completely overcame everything. Every part of his system was moving again, just through sheer force of will, and just murdered this guy in cold blood and killed the assassins. And then waddled, completely surviving on his force alone, or his will alone, until he finally got everything fixed. Like, yeah, the guys. Well, it's like um, in The Force Awakens when uh, fucking at the end of the movie, um, Finn and Rey fight off um, Kylo Ren. And they're like, oh, Kylo Ren's fucking trained by Luke, and he's fucking real force practitioner, and these are just two fucking people that are just wielding a fucking lightsaber that they don't know how to fucking use. First off, Finn is a trained fucking stormtrooper. Yeah, I was gonna say, he's a stormtrooper. Yeah, he's, he's been trained in hand-to-hand combat, first of all. He knows how to fight. He just doesn't know how to use a lightsaber. Second off, Rey is very powerful in the force, but... The argument is like, how did they fucking defeat him? He's fucking Kylo Ren. He's supposed to be like the new big, you know, villain, like Darth Vader equivalent. Well, you got to think about what happened to him right before then. He got shot by that bowcaster. He got fucked up. Yeah, he got shot by that thing right in the stomach. He's using most of his energy and most of his force powers to keep his guts inside of himself. Yeah, that thing is not... Doesn't, it's not a pellet shooter. Dude, well, you, you saw what... It knocked that one guy completely yeah, off his feet. Saw, just killed him. You saw when, when uh, fucking Han Solo grabs it from Chewie and he's like, let me try this thing, and he shoots it. Um, there's like three fucking stormtroopers just fly in the air. Yep. Like he and Chewie hit Kylo Ren with a direct hit. He wasn't fucking fighting at his full 100% potential. No. He was trying... He was using most, most of his power to prevent himself from dying. Yeah. And that's what... Most people don't take into account. They're not really watching the movie. They're just like, this is fucking inaccurate. Yeah, no, he was basically a cripple at that point. Yeah. And still held them off. Yeah. 
like, which goes to show you, like, if he was 100%. They'd have died. He he would have killed them immediately. And I'm still, the thing for the the new one I'm most excited about, um, I think, is probably Kylo Ren. I'm just curious to see how his character develops. He's he's unique. I mean, I know, I I love the... He's very conflicted. Yeah, the, he... He's sort of in a weird version. So I love the concept of the Great Jedi. They, they, a lot of them say that Qui Gon was one, and that's why he wasn't on the Council because he was he was more gray than anything else. Well, there's or, there's well, the there's the also gray because Jedi. he didn't believe in the fact that they were serving the Republic. He believed in serving the Force alone. Yeah. There, well, but, there's there's the gray the gray Jedi, Jedi, and then the Fallen Twenty that fell out of believing what the Jedi stood for, which is um, Count Dooku. He was one of the Fallen Twenty that actually revoked the Jedi Order. Um, and, but what I what I'm curious they they um I feel like he's sort of on the opposite because I feel like you see a lot of Jedi who served the Force as Jedi slowly start using less than you know upstanding methods and they become great. But I feel like for him he was the converted you know he's based almost a Sith in my opinion. I know he's not a Sith and he was a Knight of Ren. He's a Knight but, of Ren. Yes. But I, he's the leader I like, of the Knights of yeah. Ren. But I like the the idea of showing the transition from dark to good. And I feel like that's something we could potentially well, you see can, with him. you can see... I mean, it happened with Vader. Yeah. Like you saw his transition from Jedi to Sith and from Sith back to back But, to but you know, he died as that happened. Yeah, I think it would be interesting did, to see... He a, did die when he redeemed himself. Yeah, I think it would be interesting to see a character go through that and survive and see that happen in the film because we've always yeah. seen these villains well, just the, die. The interesting thing is that um, when Disney bought LucasArts, they said, all right, we're starting over. Like, all the expanded universe... They wiped it. That shit is not canon anymore. It still exists. You can like it if you want. Yeah. But as far as the official storyline of Star Wars, that is not it anymore. And in the expanded universe, I don't know if you follow it at all, yeah. um, The one of the most controversial storylines was Ben Solo. Um, ben Solo... Uh, actually, no, Jaden Solo. Jaden Solo. Not Ben. I was like... Uh... Jaden Solo um, becomes a Sith. He's fucking Leia and Han's son. And he fucking was trained by Luke. And he was part of the New Jedi Order. And fucking he... uh, Chewie died in the Expanded Universe saving him and his brother. Um, The only thing that was able to kill Chewie was a moon. That makes sense. He literally got crushed by a moon. That's... And Amazing. he and he always and he blamed Jaden for it. Oh, yeah, he blamed him for it. He he never really got over his best friend dying, and he kind of blamed his son for it. And he eventually went turned to the dark side and became a Sith. And um, it was this change from good guy to bad guy, but he never got the bad guy to good guy thing again. I'm also actually as you're talking, I feel like I've forgotten about a really cool character, Sauce Ventress. Because while yeah. she didn't become good, Ventress, she yeah. sort of, I feel, I feel like she redeemed herself, just sort of left like this little latch, I don't know, like, like is, she, was, she was a watchdog the, for the Sith, the, in my opinion. I feel like it was nice to see her become an individual. Is the Clone Wars canon? Yes. Clone okay. Wars and Rebels are canon. Okay. Unless I've gone crazy. I'm, they're, they're canon unless I've gone crazy. They're canon. Maybe. Who knows? Oh, speaking of canon... Did you hear that uh, the deal went through between Disney and Fox? Yes, yes. And now, oh. I do disagree with the fact that one entity having so many intellectual properties but essentially creating a monopoly, which is what Disney's done. 
They bought up LucasArts, they bought up Marvel, and they bought up most of Fox. Yeah. But saying Wolverine and Deadpool next to Captain America is just oh too... Oh, my God. It's, it's, an, it's an idea that is too delicious not to think of. <laughs> like, Deadpool. Can you imagine Deadpool and the Guardians of the Galaxy? Oh, my God. Just the sarcasm that is going to fly back and forth. Speaking of which, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 just got added to Netflix. I don't know if you have Netflix. Oh, I do. It's, it's on there now. It, as of like... So good. A few days ago, I think. I just saw it on there today. I don't know when it got added. I have to watch it again. Yeah. I actually never got to see the end of it. What? I was there. We were there watching it. And it was the last literally like 10 minutes of the movie. And my wife got a headache. Oh. And she was like in tears because her head hurt so bad. And so we yeah. had to leave. And I was so fucking butthurt for the next, like, three fucking days. I was so mad. Because all I wanted to do was watch fucking Guardians of the Galaxy. Goddamn. We don't get to see movies. Before I saw... What movie? I just saw... I just saw, saw Thor Ragnarok. Last week? The week before. Um, before that, the only other movie I had seen in the, in the theater before that was Wonder Woman. That's, oh my God. that's a couple months yeah. in between. You know, that's like half a year in between. Yeah. So, you know, fucking, I saw Wonder Woman, and then we saw fucking, went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 2, and we missed the last fucking 10 minutes of it. And I was so fucking bitter. I was so goddamn buttered <laughs> about it. I was being pretty childish about it for like a day. Well, no, I think, I think that's a fair reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking, I'm just so excited to see what comes I'm from this deal. Very interested to see because, to me, one of the missing pieces of the MCU is the X Men. Yes, it, just not even all the X Men. Just fucking like the main characters, like seeing Xavier and Wolverine. I just want to see Storm fuck shit up. It like interacting with like fucking Jesus Christ, like fucking Iron Man. Can you imagine if Hugh Jackman got to interact with Robert Downey Jr.? I'd cry. I'd actually, I'd, I'd just sit there in tears. Because like, and then Patrick Stewart comes in and breaks them up. Wolverine is too too serious of a character, and then Robert Downey Jr. is fucking Tony Stark. She doesn't give a crap. Being super sarcastic and snarky. <laughs> oh my god! Just imagining that. Oh, Jesus. Oh my god! I just, I wish I could have seen it. I think oh, it's amazing. And then. And I was so excited when, when Spider-Man was joining the MCU. That, yeah. that was like the first step for me. That's I'm like, okay, they're really trying at this point. They well, want it to happen. Sony has had the intellectual property for Spider-Man. They've owned it since like 1990. Yeah. And they still own it. Yeah. And they had to cut a deal with Marvel for them to get Spider-Man into um, the MCU. Now, because the, the, the reason that's such a big deal, mostly, I know that because of the movies and since like 2007 that uh the most popular character that they have is is iron man just is he he just is he he is the fucking he's the face of it he is like think about it if you think about not just the iron man and like the fucking uh avengers movies what character has been in more of the movies than any of them it's fucking tony stark he was in Spider-Man. He was, he's been all over the place. There's always like a, a mention of Tony Stark or Stark Industries. Always. Um, even like in fucking Ant-Man. His dad designed the fucking suit and shit. And like um, fucking uh, 
Captain America, he his dad or super serum. He created the super serum and shit like that. You know, Stark Industries is all over the fucking place. Um, fucking, I forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> oh, but um, what I was saying, uh, when all is when you need a movie to be a success, you throw Tony Stark in it. Yep. But, hands down, the most popular character in Mar- Marvel's history, 1,000% is Spider-Man. The most successful and the most popular character that they have ever created is Spider-Man. And that was what they were missing. And he, they did such a good job on his character. He was a genuine high schooler for the first time in, like, ever. They got it as close to high school as possible because he's, like, 23. Yeah. Which is closer. I'm even just talking, like, character-wise because I feel like for the other ones... He looks like a high schooler. Yeah. Because um, fucking Andrew Garfield was 29. Yeah, no, it did not look like a high schooler. He he has a very young face, and Andrew Garfield was... I think Andrew Garfield was a very good Spider-Man. He did a great job. He was a terrible Peter Parker. Because Peter Parker was supposed to be, like nerdy and apprehensive and not very good in the social but he i thought i thought that andrew garfield was spider-man in and out of the costume he was very sarcastic even as peter parker toby Maguire, he was also like 30 when he was yeah and but i think toby Maguire did a really good job he did i love the original spider-man trilogy i mean i still think one of my favorite movies just one of my favorite hero villain anything Spider-Man and the Green Goblin was done so well in that movie. The, I mean, let's ignore the fact that the Green Goblin's outfit looked like a Spider-Man villain reject. Yeah. I mean, a Power Ranger villain reject. Um, but Willem Dafoe was the mm. best person that they could have gotten to play He's that such role. A perfect villain. Yeah. Like, when I see him in movies, I just, I, I see the Green Goblin. The Green Goblin, yeah. And I, like, I don't know if you saw, um, maybe you didn't. But it was Keanu Reeves is in it. He kills a bunch of people in it. Um, I know it's all of his movies. John Wick. Yes, John Wick in uh in John Wick. Seeing uh, seeing Willem Dafoe in it, I was like instantly like, oh my, oh he's he's the one's gonna kill. He's the one's gonna kill him. He's gonna kill Keanu. John's gonna die. And to see him, um, the first one has been out for a very long time. So spoiler alert, skip ten seconds. He's a good guy. Yeah. And. It, blew my mind because i'm just so used, to seeing, him as used the, to seeing him as the villain this perfect villain and well it's they like, played it so well it's like um what's his fucking name <laughs> i always forget his, i always forget his goddamn name he played fucking gordon in the dark knight uh oh <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna google it because I, I always forget his fucking name always 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 forget oh, no. what are you talking about though and he is he is good Commissioner Gordon, the Dark Knight, is played by fucking Gary Oldman. I don't know why I always forget his name. Always fucking forget his name. Gary Oldman, up until basically that role, has always been a villain. He played Dracula. He played the bad guy in Air Force One. He's always been the bad guy. He's always he's played villains his whole his whole career, and then he was fucking Commissioner Gordon, and everyone's like this is kind of weird, <laughs> but he's one of those guys who's like a chameleon. Yeah. Actually, no, not Commissioner Gordon. Serious Black. When he was Serious Black, he he was like, uh, if you, I mean, if you didn't read the books, it was like, is this he? Is he a crazy fucking 
prison escapee or is he fucking and then he turns out to be a good guy hmm. um you know no one was used to that for gary oldman he's been yeah. playing the villain his whole career and uh he's a really good good guy <laughs> um but speaking of the dark knight to me uh the dark knight trilogy for me personally is up there with the original star wars trilogy in terms so of good. best trilogies ever i fucking love the Dark Knight trilogy. They, they Christopher, Christopher Nolan is my favorite director, hands down. Hands down favorite director. Um The Dark Knight, fucking Interstellar, goddamn Inception. The man is a visionary. He really yeah. is. He's fucking incredible. And on the 19th when fucking Dunkirk comes out, I'm going to buy that shit. I never got a chance to see Dunkirk. That was phenomenal. I Oh my god, to the, the whole movie was just an amazing experience. I, I fell in love with every single moment of it. And they did things with characters that I just... You almost see them coming, but you're like... It, it's, on, it's a taste that's on the tip of your tongue, well, you, you know? You, you as a, like, a literature and like writing geek, I'm sure like you really appreciate it to like, a level that like, the average person doesn't. Well, I, for me, one of the things I love most was... I won't say too much since you haven't seen it. Yeah. But it, it was the character development between characters that didn't know each other. It, it was the meeting of minds who were afraid to tell each other who they were. And I loved it. And right up until the end, I loved the way these characters were around each other. I loved their, just their, their relationship. It, it, was, it was well made. And I think it, it speaks to just names are just that, names. Yeah. And people are people. And he, he just, he writes characters so well. Even when nothing is said, He's writing them well, and he's thinking well, about the next stage of the interacting. You know who helps Christopher Nolan write, do you? Uh, no. His brother. Really? Mm-hmm. It's he, he and his brother write, write all of his scripts. That's amazing. Um, he'll like write a, a rough draft or like whatever, and then his brother will help him edit it and stuff, and like refine it down. Yeah. Yeah, his, his, his brother is, um, I forget his name, but um, yeah, he, he, he helps him with a lot of his scripts. And Damn. fucking Dunkirk, I know the story well. Like, you know, oh my it's all true. It's all true. I love the way they space that. Like, it's it's so well. So it, it's three separate stories, but they, they See, I fit didn't them, know they, that. They fit it together so... Because there's, there's three fronts. There's the home front. There's, there's the sea, the air, and the land. And they do an amazing job of piecing all three of them together without ever making you feel lost. Yeah. You're always, you know where you're at. Because every one of them you see, you know, I see land at the beginning, sea at the beginning, air at the beginning, and they each take place in chronological order. You could piece them together and make three separate mo- three separate mini-movies if mm. you really wanted to. And the only time any of them matter to each other is at the very end of each one of them. Have you ever seen, um, there's a few movies that are like that, that are like essentially different plots, but they all tie together at the end. Yeah. Um, like uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Um, or fuck, what's that director's name? God damn it, I gotta Google something else. <laughs> Guy Ritchie. No, is it Guy Ritchie? I think it is Guy Ritchie. Hang on, give me one <laughs> second. Googling. Yeah, Guy Ritchie. Guy Ritchie does a lot of that with, with some of his films, like uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. One of my favorite movies fucking ever, Snatch. Uh, if you've never seen Snatch, oh my fucking god. That's one of my top three movies is Snatch. For me, my top three favorite movies fucking ever, absolutely 1,000% ever, 
The Lion King, number one. Because mm-hmm. that's... Because it's amazing. Not just because it's amazing, but because it's the first movie that I can remember as a child thinking, like, this is the best thing I've ever seen in my life. It holds a very special place in my heart, The Lion King. Okay. Um, the Dark Knight. Uh, I, I love that fucking... And it's surprising. I have a fucking Star Wars tattoo, but Star Wars is not... None of them are in my top three. <laughs> Star Wars makes good tattoos, though, let's be yeah, real. I mean, come on. It was made for it. Oh. Uh, and then uh, number three, Snatch. Like, it's that good. To me, it's that good. I fucking love that movie. But it's like four different storylines, and they don't intertwine until the very end of the movie. Because it's like fucking uh, Jason Statham. His character's name is Turkish. Mm-hmm. He's a fight, like an underground boxing fight promoter, like illegal boxing. And then there's these two black guys who find a diamond and they're trying to chase this dog that ate the diamond. Yeah. And then there's uh, Brad Pitt's character who incidentally you can't understand a single fucking word he says in the movie. <laughs> you can't. You cannot understand anything he says and that's the joke. He got paid all these millions of dollars for this role and you can't understand a single fucking word he says. <laughs> um, and him uh, and his story. There's like four different stories and they all come together at the very end of the movie. See, people who can create something like that just have a special talent, in my opinion, because we see these characters essentially half as much or third as much or quarter as much as we would traditional characters, but you you get us invested in them, and then, you know, we have four sets of characters we're all invested in, we love every one of them, and we get to see all of them at the very end, and it's like just the crescendo. It's amazing, and it's full of emotions, and it's, you're like, oh my god, are they, are they? No. And it happens, and you just, you feel good, because... I don't know, it's it's a reunion, and it's amazing. I don't know, it's something that's special, and if you can write that, you have just unbelievable unparalleled talent because there are people who spend their whole lives writing and, and creating things like this, and they come out with what they want to be their magnum opus. This, their, this is it, this is what does it for me, and they crash and burn on just like <laughs> a one-hour special that they put out on Adult Swim, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and that must hurt, but it's like, there are these people well, who just it's, do a, it's also a good things. learning experience. Like, it is. I did really shitty in this, so yeah. I'm going to, now I know what I did wrong. But Christopher Nolan specifically, he's he's one of those people that just is good at what he does. Like have you seen um you saw the uh The Prestige? Yes. Right? Amazing film. Oh Absolutely amazing film. At the end of it, it's like it's a mind fuck. Like which one is the real one? Like, do you even know who the real one is? Does he does even it, know who the real one is? Does it even matter? Or um, Memento. Have you seen Memento? I have not. I do know about it, though. Me- Memento is one of his oldest films, and that is a fucking mindfuck of a movie, too. Or Inception. Oh, my God. My God. I saw Inception opening night, and I've never seen a movie that blew my mind that many times in, a, like, a two-hour span. Like, it's just... Every every scene was just perfectly choreographed. Perfectly there wasn't anything choreographed, wasted. absolutely beautiful cinematography, and it's all traditional effects. Like for the most part, there are those scenes where it's like, yeah, they had to do CGI, but like practical effects were almost everything. Like the 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 fight scene on the hallway, those are all traditional effects. They actually built a hallway that rotates. Oh my god! For that fight, fucking and they planned it. it down to the step. They had to, because fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt would have fallen and broken his fucking back, (laughs) and then everyone would have been mad that Joseph Gordon-Levitt got hurt. Um, 
but that that movie, the vast majority of it is practical effects. That's really cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like just a side note. I love when they actually when they sort of step away from special effects just enough for a film. I think it adds something to it. Yeah, well, even, able to even do the it. same thing with um, the Batman movies. The vast majority of it is practical effects, and there's very little CGI in it. I mean, there's enough in it to you know to finish the effects. Yeah. Um, but like in, I don't know if you remember specifically in the Dark Knight with the semi when it like flips completely yes. all the way over, that they did that for real. They actually took a semi and they actually flipped it over. Um, they they the tumbler getting blown up and like spinning out of control. That was an actual miniaturized tumbler that they filmed it was like an eighth of the size of an actual one that they like blew up and like filmed it to, like, Fuck. getting all <laughs> fucked up in a tunnel um yeah there's it's all the vast majority of it is is actual stuntmen doing actual stunts there's just there's an art behind that because it's like you're limited you have to get creative and they yeah. do they get so creative with what they come up with and you're like don't tell me how you came up with it i'll never I'll never be able to accept it. Yeah, it's just I amazing. the engineering that goes behind that. I have no fucking clue how you came up with that. Yeah. yeah. I always think it's funny just looking at some films that are so CGI heavy that it's either horrible or amazing. Well, because you take a risk, I think, when you do all artificial. There's a certain thing that happens when um, everything is done 1,000% CGI. Is, is it, You lose the gravity of it because it's like actors are reacting to a imaginary a a hypothetical um a really good example is uh jurassic world where um did you see jurassic world yes the chris pratt do you remember when the fucking helicopter falls out of the sky and crashes in front of him and all that shit like there's no real reaction to it. Yeah, they're like, oh, fucking helicopter, but it's not like... You don't get that physical jerk. Yeah, you don't get that physical, like, feeling the heat from the flames and feeling the ground rumble because a fucking helicopter landed right in front of you. Speaking of that, for as much crap as Michael Bay gets, those explosions are real. Yeah. And they terrify the actors. Yeah. And it's And it's visible. Well, it's the same thing. Like, um, Tarantino does all practical effects. Yes. Too. Like, in... Uh, Inglorious Bastards at the end of the film oh, one of my favorites where, of all time where he's choking what's her fuck that's Quentin Tarantino's hands and he's actually choking her oh, he's, he's, he's legitimately choking is, her that's such a because good scene. that's the only way that they would have gotten an actual those reactions out of yeah. her um, what else in uh, Django Unchained uh, fucking Leonardo DiCaprio actually sliced his hand open. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's legit. Like, that's not special effect blood. No, that's his actual hand. He slammed it into some broken glass. And, and he started it. bleeding profusely. And he just went with it. And when he when he wipes his bloody hand over what's-her-fuck's face... It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Yeah. I don't know the characters anymore. But when he wipes his bloody hand over her face, that's his actual blood. And that's her actually freaking out that he just did that. Well, it's like in the other one, The Hateful Eight, where he smashed... Where, um, I haven't seen it. Someone smashes a guitar. This doesn't spoil anything, trust me. I'm, not, I'm probably is, not gonna see it, but... The guitar is smashed, and it's modeled after a priceless, 
priceless antique. Like this thing is worth more than I am yeah. as a person, as I, more than I will ever be worth. <laughs> and I mean, maybe not literally just sentimental value though. Like this shit's important. Picks it up, smashes it. And the actress is like screaming, losing her mind because he didn't realize it wasn't a prop. He full on oh, smashed it. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, 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 yeah. They actually smashed. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. It was like a priceless antique. It was like a like an original Gibson or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and he just wrecked it. Oh my Jesus Christ! Well, but I'll tell like, you what, that was one of the best scenes in the movie. Though. It's like it's like in um, the original Transformers when Bumblebee transforms into like the modern day Camaro. Yeah, that was only one of two prototypes that they had. It, not production prototypes because in 2007 when that movie came out the vehicle didn't come out for another three years they had two of them that existed in the world and one of them was loaned out to the movie to oh use the prototype itself was worth 25 million dollars fuck me that's how much money they had invested into it to develop it 25 million dollar car Jeez. and so like you can imagine when like a stunt driver got behind it it's like please don't crash please don't crash <laughs> Although I imagine as a stunt driver being in that car, knowing what it is must be just the most thrilling well, feeling in the world. It wasn't actually, a, they hadn't thrown the Camaro name on it until right before they gave it to them. Because it, it was just a concept car. Yeah. They didn't, like, it was a few months before when they debuted it at, like, um, the, one of the auto shows that they decided, yeah, this is the new Camaro. They hadn't decided what it was going to be yet. It was just a concept car at the time. Yeah. So... When they gave it to Michael Bay for Transformers, it was one of only two prototypes that existed in the world. My God. Yeah. Put a lot of faith in a man who loves explosions as much as he <laughs> Seriously, that's... Oh, Jesus Christ. My God. And it's funny because um, looking back at that movie now, I watched it a couple of weeks ago because um, I have it on Blu-ray. Yeah. There's a... One of the villains at the end of it, um, when they're like fighting on Optimus Prime is fighting them on the freeway, is uh, a vehicle that we actually used in Afghanistan. It's called a Buffalo. Really? It's the one, uh, I don't know if you remember, that has like this big long arm like claw, looks like a big like fucking bulldozer at the end of it. Mm -hmm. It's like a big claw. It's called a Buffalo. And we use that to... Um, like interrogate IEDs interrogate as in like investigate yeah like we, we call it an interrogation not an investigation like you see a thing on the side of the road and the buffalo goes to interrogate okay it goes in the the arm fucking goes and you can like fucking scoop shit up with the arm <laughs> and shit um that thing is a fucking beast uh really like you go into the buffalo and you're like you're used to a lot of these shitty fucking vehicles because military vehicles are fucking dog shit but you go into the buffalo and you go in and it's like a fucking luxury vehicle you're just like <laughs> holy shit you sit down and you got like a five point fucking harness and fucking nice. I love being in the fucking buffalo and you get like your own fucking monitor in front of you and you can see like the fucking what the cameras are seeing and shit cause oh those cause those um had uh this uh it didn't have a turret on top of it it had um an unmounted gun so you would mount the gun on this like remote control system called um the crow it's a crow system yeah and uh so and you had a monitor that you would fucking you know joystick and like a monitor and uh there was an extra monitor in there so you can like fucking 
watch what they're fucking doing and shit. Yeah. With the crow. It was as it's interrogating and shit. It's fucking cool. Hmm. I love the buffalo. They are majestic. Or they, they were. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fucking. Although I still think one of my favorite, just one of my favorite practical effects ever is the xenomorph. It's the perfect hybrid between yeah, they practical and digital. They didn't, uh, not the xenomorph, the chestburster. Yeah. They didn't warn them beforehand. Nope. They didn't tell them what they were going to see. That was natural reactions. Those, they were not happy. Those were all real reactions or actual reactions to that shit. There's nothing that can prepare you to see that shit if yeah. you haven't been told ahead of time. Yeah. Or the same thing with um, in The Exorcist when she fucking projectile vomits that pea soup that they... Wait, are you serious? That was... That was practical <laughs> effects and they also were not expecting they didn't? that. When oh, she God. pukes into their faces, they were not expecting that. Like one thing I know, um, in the in birds, um, I, I, the favorite fact about it, he used real birds because the one the main actress was horrified of actual birds, mm-hmm. and he fucking locked her in the room, threw crows in there. Yeah, this is the dick. Yeah, that's kind of a dick move, but hey, made a good movie. Legitimate reaction. Um, there's been a few times when actors and actresses have been like on the verge of getting killed. God. Yeah. Well, like fucking was it Tom Cruise on the side of that goddamn plane? Yeah, dude, that dude's a fucking insane. He, I or when, think he, he, when he sat on the top of the spire on the Burj Khalifa, the tallest building on the world, yep. I don't think you realize how tall the Burj Khalifa is. No, that's intimidating. The Burj Khalifa is half a mile tall. It's like a mountain. Yeah, it's fucking enormous. Because if you've ever seen the skyline of Dubai or wherever the fuck it is, it's like building, 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 Burj Khalifa, building, <laughs> building, 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 building. building. Like, I, I swear, I think in his mind, I don't think he understands the concept of being a mortal. I think he just doesn't. He's like, what do you mean? You can yeah, die. You, you don't die. Scientology, bro. He's covered. <laughs> fine. I swear, that guy is, he is so interesting and weird and crazy. I hate a good chunk of his movies. I just, I can't enjoy it, scenes, but Tom, I will tell you, as a Tom person, Cruises. I love him. Tom Cruise's early movies are really fucking good. Oh, yeah. Recently, like, though, I feel like like Jack Reacher, stuff like that, I feel like it's all the same I think, character. I feel like Jack Reacher is like a ripoff of fucking... Um, uh, we were just talking John about Wick. John Wick. It, that's all it is. It's, like, it's, a more, it's a more American version of John Wick. Yeah, I f- cause John, John Wick is filmed in an, almost a very European style. Yeah. Um, John Wick 2 is fucking amazing. Oh, my God. I cannot wait for the third. Uh, John Wick 2 is so fucking good. Like, I wasn't expecting that movie to go in that direction. I was expecting him to, like... Because it started off with, like, he's still hunting down the people that yeah. killed his fucking dog and shit. But then it turns into, like, yeah, there's an open contract on your head, bro. Stay alive. Yep. And it's just him fucking surviving for the rest of the movie. And I wasn't expecting that. I, was, I really wasn't expecting that to be the storyline of the movie. They did such a good job. And then just... I, the, the characters all mesh in such unique wonderful ways they're like something out of a video game well i what i like is that they expanded on this universe that they built how in that they only hinted to in the first movie where it was like you know he fucking destroys the concrete in his basement and he pulls out his his money that is only used in this underworld and his weapons and everything and then he goes to this fucking hotel and he's like you can only use this money and they everyone knows who he is and they're like Oh, so you're back? And it's this underground world of assassins. And they all know each other. And it's like, I still think... I need to know more about this. 
out of all of them, I still think my favorite character was the concierge, the clerk. I absolutely loved him. He was just, every scene he was in, I loved him. He was perfect. Yeah. He never did anything more than he needed to. And just the way he was so reserved with his character. He was really subtle about, and like, and he knew exactly what they were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. He was amazing. And I love the, the way they have like the, the talk, like the code words. I'd like something uh, subtle yet powerful for dessert. You know what I mean? Like they're talking about weapons. They're just, they're talking as if someone's recording them the whole time. I know that little, I don't know, just that air of there, there is law enforcement in this world. We just don't see most of it, but they still act like it's there and they, you know, we do see it, but they just do a good job with it. Everything is well put together. And it's like you said, they expand on the universe and they did what so many, I think, uh, creators failed to do where they expand on it. And instead of explaining something that didn't necessarily need an explanation and making it, you know, good, a lot of creators just add on to it. They're like, but what if, what if, what if? Yeah. He says, but because. Yeah. And he takes a step, they take a step back and they, they flush it out in a way that's, it's like, oh my God, oh, that makes sense. Oh, this is so cool. This is unique. And it just, it brings you deeper. It doesn't, you know, go into the clouds. It gets deeper and dirtier and grimmier and you get to see more unique character aspects. Like when you see the, basically the homeless armada it's an interesting concept yeah when he's just like walking through the streets and like just random people try to kill him and he's like yeah fucking or the one the one part that i didn't really fully understand at first but then i realized like you know he's in this underworld too was when he went to that homeless man and he was like i need your fucking help yep and he was like i'm just fucking hiding my shit bro yeah, because at first I thought it was just a homeless dude helping a guy. Yeah, That's no. all I thought it was. I thought it was just a dude being a bro. No, but he was like, he's in this other underground society that knows about that society as well. Like, and then it was like, we don't give a fuck about you guys. We do our own thing. Yeah. And oh, the I'll never remember his name. God damn it. The White Rabbit. Um, big, beautiful black man. Oh, um... Mm. Uh, Morpheus. Um, yeah. Fuck, what is the oh, it's, it's right here. Oh, fuck it. God damn it. Google again. <laughs> but I just love, I love, his, I love his character. And he's, he's amazing. He's eccentric, but he's also just dead serious when, the, when his moments come. When he, when he hands him the one gun and the one clip, he is just very serious about it. And Lawrence it's, Fishburne. God Lawrence damn Fishburne. it. That's the reason I can't remember his name is Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> But he's amazing in that scene, just that one scene where he's just looking at him. He's always got this, this smile that says, "You you take what I give you, or you leave, and I'll fucking yeah. kill you. I don't care." He was, he was phenomenal. And he looks like a crazy person just playing with birds. Like yeah, normal homeless dude. Well, he's like the leader of this yeah. other secret fucking group of people. Like his charisma in that scene sold it because he just he's he's so unafraid of everything like, that's happening. Because he's like you know, I know. And everyone knows John Wick because John Wick is like the legend, the, the bestest assassin. But he's like, you know, you're in my world, John. Yeah, you know, you're you're John Wick, but you're in my world right now. You your reputation precedes you, but none of that matters where you're at right now. Because they don't pretend like this organization that he's sort of affiliated with owns the world. They don't they don't act like this is some end all be all kind of scenario. They they play it very real where. There are different environments, there are different settings, and you have different rules when you're there. And some rules just don't apply. So if you think that this code that you have is going to help you out, you better hope you're around other people who support the same code. Yeah. And they, they don't just pretend that they're immune, they know what's going on, and that's why they don't get too involved. 
but I love it. I love when people do that. It's, it's good and it's real. And that's one of the things I like about it. They add just little things where it's just logical yeah, those, conclusions. Those little tiny details that, that yeah. really flesh it out. Kind of like, you know, I don't cut people off on the road. They don't help someone who's wanted by half the world uh, <laughs> very much, you know? Yeah. And it's for the same reasons. I don't want to get fucked up. They don't want to get fucked up. I could totally do it and I could get away with it. Yeah. But why should, why do I have to? I can just come already of, on the way. Kind of a dick move. Yeah. Yeah. So they're like, well, so it's like well, being a dick for no reason. Yeah. And if you're really in a hurry, you'll you know, accelerate a little bit. And that's what they did. They accelerated a little bit. They gave them the gun and they're like, we're doing this kind of a thing, but we're not going to be worried about it because this is on you. Yeah. We, we didn't, we're not single, really, we're not really helping you. We gave you a gun we're and just, didn't kill you. We're, we're not really, we're not really helping you. We're just kind of opening a door for you. Yeah. Like we and have, I, we have the key and we're unlocking it for you. Cause I mean, all he needed was a gun. Yeah. I think he's just, <laughs> I loved watching him just kill people, take their shit and kill more people. Yeah. I, I love, just, I love the choreography in those movies. He trained for oh, yeah. so no, long. I've, I've seen, I've seen the videos. You know, but the, the choreography and, um, all the gunfights and also all of the, uh, the hand to hand stuff. It's like, like a dance. I, I do jujitsu and I fucking noticed all the jujitsu moves. Like in the beginning of John Wick 2, when he goes to get his car and he gets out of his car and he's yeah. finding that dude with his hands, I was like, oh shit, he's got him in an arm bar. Oh, that was a hip toss. Oh no, he's got fucking side control. Like all these like jujitsu terms of like, they use a lot of Brazilian jujitsu in that movie. Um, and, and it's an interesting thing, like to the average person oh they're just fighting but if you know the style of fighting you can see the progression of the yeah, fight you can, it matters yeah because you can actually one of the interesting things about brazilian jiu-jitsu is um there's only so many options you have in a given situation and watching it and understanding it as a sport and a combat system you know what the next thing is going to happen and you see the openings that, that like watching ufc like, um, I'll see the fights going on and they'll take it to the ground and they're like in these positions. I'm like, oh no, dude, don't do that. Don't do that. You're giving up your arm. He's going to fucking put you in an Americana or whatever the fucking case may be. Um, you just, you just, you see the openings cause you understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's one of the interesting things I won't, I won't go into. That, that <laughs> that's a whole stuff. other world. That's a whole different subject because <laughs> it's, it's like, um, you gotta know what's going on to really understand, and yeah. you have to know some of the terminology to really understand what. I'm at a certain about. point, I'm just hearing words. I'm yeah. Like, yes, at, yes. At a certain word, it's like, oh yes, <laughs> very jujitsu. <laughs> Good. Yeah, it's I I recommend jujitsu to fucking everyone I run into because it's just it's not just like a a martial art or a self defense system. It's it's really good sport almost it's yeah. it's it's fun and you learn a lot of self-confidence there's only downsides to it is you're just in pain all the time <laughs> like my hands are fucked up constantly yeah like right, like right now these two joints hurt on my on my left hand they just hurt no no particular reason <laughs> they just they just fucking hurt and then earlier in this week my knuckle um from the one guy that just smashed your finger in i'm not sure what happened I was at work and, and my my knuckle was hurting and it was like pulling on my finger um, hurt. Hmm. I don't know why. It feels better now, but like it just really fucking hurt. Yeah. And then today I almost I almost got my fingers fucked up again. Okay. Someone kind of landed on them and bent them towards my wrist. Oh, God. Um, 
but I managed. There's just like this split second where it's like happening, and you're like, "Oh, okay, I got a free." <laughs> and I was so worried about my fingers, I didn't notice that he had a choke set up. Uh-oh. So I'm freaking out about my fingers as I realize I'm getting the living shit choked out of me. <laughs> and it was a really deep choke, and I panicked. And so I'm like slapping his shoulder to let him know that I'm tapping. But I'm also really concerned about my fingers. So I'm concerned about the choke and the choke is distracted as I'm distracted from the choke by my fingers. But then I also realize that I can't breathe. (laughs) Yeah, it's a very, it was a very unfortunate situation that I was in. I'm going to take a quick break. Actually, um. I'm about Here. ready to say. call it quits because uh, it's 10.30 at night and I got to be at work at 8 tomorrow. Yeah. So um, so this is a good... This is, this is a good place to stop for now yeah. and then we will pick this up next time. Uh, <laughs> so thank you for coming and talking. Of course, it's and fun. I love it. Fun, right? Yeah. And then... Uh, we will talk some more soon, hopefully. 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 Hopefully we don't have to wait another, like, three months. Yeah. We've been planning this for, like, literally... I started working at Best Buy in August, and it's December, and we've been planning this since, like, <laughs> September. We finally get here, and we're like, we have no idea what to talk about. We're just going to roll. <laughs> we're just, just going to... Well, I, that's, that's, I, like, I like doing, like, just an organic thing anyway. But yeah. anyway, we're going to call it quits here. Thank you very much mr savage for coming on and talking to me and uh we will continue this next time all right in the meantime stay sexy